Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom. Shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And we are rocking a classic Wasted Wednesday this fine week. So let's go ahead and crank up the goodness, get everybody in, and just, I don't know, start crushing the beverages and having a good time slinging the sports news. And hopefully we have some laughs mixed in just for good measure. Yeah, that's right. First and foremost, <laughs> in honor of one of the best non-tackle tackles I think I've ever seen in my life, Here's to you, Philip Rivers. By the way, how often is it that a, that a, that an athlete breaks their own ankles trying to do anything? <laughs> that was atrocious. Matter of fact, I think Philip Rivers gets the initial Susan Boyle fail because apparently he dreamed a dream that he was going to make that tackle. That was heinous. Heinous. And that was a terrible <laughs> pass, too. Underthrown like a champ. God bless. So anyway, let's go ahead and get him in here. That's right. The one, the only, the Twitter Terminator, Shannon McGoffin. What's up, brother? Well, I mean, truth be told, if you're on the Colts staff, you don't want Philip Rivers making that tackle. Because, <laughs> no. I mean, you no. don't want Drew Brees or Tom Brady making tackles either. So, um, good job, good effort. So, what was that? Like, a gentleman's tackle? Like, what was that? That's the, oh shit, he's running my way, let me fall down and look like I attempted to make a tackle just so I don't look too bad in the film room. Uh, no, he looks bad in the film room. That oh, was... it made, he made it look worse. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> I would imagine he said like, hush puppies, or something like that as he got <laughs> jumped over there. It's terrible. That was atrocious. Uh, oh. It was uh, atrocious, but one of the funniest moments of the week I maybe 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 he'll have another opportunity against the titans on thursday night football he well, can re maybe. he can redeem Ho himself well hopefully jonathan taylor doesn't fumble it this time <laughs> and you know have oh. to put his quarterback in that situation hopefully uh in, yeah in between picks and fumbles and some unfortunate turnovers in that game yeah i'm not sure that was a pick no i think that, that, that I, I think you're i think that was the fumble um, yeah, that the fumble one was where he fell backwards. The pick was where Peters took three steps. Yeah, yeah. Florida kind of maybe had the ball and then lost it, and they reversed reversed yeah, the call. That was that. Yeah, that was a Jonathan Taylor run. That that was right. You you, you had me. I goofed. That was, that was like that was like an out of the gate pop quiz. I get an F. Pop quiz, hot <laughs> shot. Well, that's okay. Look, let me tell you what. <clears throat> that, Actually, let's get everybody in. But remind yes. me about about fails, because okay. I, we we were firing on all cylinders when it came to fails last week. But you are correct, sir. That was the uh, Jonathan Taylor uh, run getting stripped by Peters, and um, I think that was uh, Clark that jumped over Rivers, looking like he broke his own ankles <laughs> falling down. Man, it was atrocious. But since we're stuck in the mode of atrocious, I still remember Thursday night football last week. I'm just kidding, Randy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're number one, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh, Randy Giggity. <laughs> Randy Giggity Giles, what's up, brother? <laughs> uh, not a whole lot. Just, uh, just plug it along. It was, uh, it was always, it's always weird when you uh, have a game earlier in the week and you're, you know, like for me, I watch Red Zone on Sunday, so not having the Niners game come up at all. It's, it's always weird having that those little things. Yeah, well, at least you could track, you know, Frank Gore with the J-E-T-S Jets, 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 right? Uh, yeah, I mean, not that, I was kind of surprised at how well they played. I guess I shouldn't be. Let's be honest. It was 
and it was a rivalry game. Then those yeah. are always different. I, that, obviously, the Bucks know about that one too about rivalry games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they know about that. Ugh, barf, so gross. <laughs> Actually, the biggest bag of fail of the week, right there. Uh, that that might go down. That that was an atrocious. That was a terrible game. Oh my god, that was a terrible mm. game. That was a terrible game. What should we bring Whitfield into? Hmm. Hmm. Well, so, so there's no mark tonight. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Just you know, this will be one of your few. <laughs> this dirty pool. This dirty pool. But uh, Mark Mark couldn't make it tonight because he's dropping an upper D statter somewhere in his house. I think. So, <laughs> I, 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 I did ask him to go ahead and, and rock a courtesy flush uh, for <laughs> for his guests. But anyway, just for fun, since y'all argued about it in the day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you. Infringement. This is, this is infringement. This is infringement. But you know, hey, Mark didn't make it. What are you gonna do? Heftage, robbage, (laughs) robbage. All right, you ready to hit your cue, Whitfield? All right, three, three, brew and fun. That was that was you dirty. Have seen that coming. That was dirty oh pool, wasn't God. it? Oh. <laughs> Damn, that's messed up. That's messed up. <laughs> I thought that was great. You had me fooled, dude. But I'd... funny as fuck. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> you should have known. I should have oh. known. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, well, at least we at least we know that Mark can't give us a Jeffrey Tubin treatment tonight. I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you always got to worry about that. When you're <laughs> no, we don't. But oh look, God. look, look. It's clearly... Um, <laughs> Jeffrey Jeffrey Tubin's a gamer, right? Because he took Noob Tubin to a whole different level. Oh Lord! <laughs> we also know he's a Frozen fan because clearly he was trying to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the gate one out. Woo! Horses out of the barn, as they say. <laughs> then, then more ways than one. And boys was trying to break three, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Save some for later. Oh. Oh, man. I'm surprised Shannon didn't want to go, like, like, <laughs> a foreigner, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Where are the peas? <laughs> oh goodness. Oof. Zoom, 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 zoom. Anyway, alright. <laughs> we have some football to get to. <laughs> I swear. Hey, so so the fails. Woo. You wanted me to oh, mention fails, fails, fails. Yeah, man. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you. I was thinking because we recorded Friday, which is is we usually don't record on a Friday. Typically, we do Tuesday or Wednesday and Thursday, somewhere in that zone. 
So Fridays are a little bit atypical, at least in 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 season, like when the NFL's uh, up and running. And we uh, we were talking about a whole bunch of things. Number one, we were talking about uh, Notre Dame Clemson. We were like, ah, nah, Clemson. Although Randy did say, oh, I think Notre Dame can win it. So good on you. Uh, Notre Dame, of course, won that in double overtime. So er, on us on that one. We talked about the NFC and the playoff pitch, and we're like, maybe this was mostly me, but we were like, yeah, Tampa Bay and the Seahawks. <laughs> what did Tampa Bay do? Get blown out. What did the Seahawks do? Not play defense. Uh, and the, the Bills lit their ass on fire. So, <laughs> I mean, how many things did we get wrong last week? You know, what is a lot of stuff? A, a lot. What is everything? <laughs> but you know, I, I think some of that is is that's part of the point of what this season is. Oh, and when the Cowboys, I'm like, ah, they quit. Well, they didn't play like they quit against the freaking Steelers. My God. God dang. They dude, showed up, dude. I not expecting that. No, and they were, I mean, they almost stole that game back at the end. I mean, that was really incredible. I mean, how embarrassed would Pittsburgh have been to have been uh, beat by a no-name quarterback that just uh, got, came up from the practice squad? Uh, I, that would, that, that, that near happened. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. What would that would have been a really tough loss. That would have been a super tough loss. But, I mean, they'd be 7-1. and one. But, it, it, you know, not that I'm happy to see the Cowboys had some fight in them. I mean, good for them. I, I just thought they were going to get steamrolled, right? The the I thought 38-3 was going to be Pittsburgh versus the Cowboys, not, you know what I mean, not the Saints versus the Bucks. Yeah. Now, the Saints did get, you know, um, Michael Thomas back. <laughs> And I don't, I, I don't know what, I don't know what is in the secret sauce with the Saints and the Bucks, but the Saints just, I mean, God bless this year, absolutely, drop, drop the freaking hammer on not once, but twice, beat their ass twice, convincingly, handily, like game of Madden where you're beating up on your little brother bad. I mean, just a tr- thirty-eight to three. Keep in mind that not only have the Saints swept the Bucks, Brady's got five picks in those games. Five. The Bucks looked, you know, they didn't look great against the Bears. Um, we gave the Giants a lot of credit, right, for playing them tough, but maybe this really tells us a little bit more about the Bucks, right? Because that's four games. Not a great game against Chicago. Not a great game against the Giants. And atrocious games twice versus the Saints. All primetime games, by the way. Um, I mean, they're they're good. At, I guess when they're beating up on the little sisters of the poor, they do all right. <laughs> but you get the big dogs. We were talking about them being like an alpha team. Not against the Saints, bro. They are not Jedi's yet. <clears throat> no. Now, I'm not going to write them off for dead. I mean, it's certainly nothing like that. But the game plan was odd. Uh, clearly, they didn't run the ball enough. Matter of fact, they ran the Bucks ran the ball five times, and one of those was a Blaine Gabbert kneel down. I mean, how was that? How was that, that a good game plan? It's not. It's not. Not especially not against <clears throat> the Saints. You have to run ball control offense against them. It's the only way. I mean, just I don't know. It's just strange. That was the Mason Hill show. Say it yeah, again. You gotta have balance. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, Randy said it was the Taysom Hill show, and he's not wrong. No, I mean, Taysom Hill had some really nice, you know, really nice plays. He had a, I mean, he was running all over the place in certain parts of that game, man. In the second quarter, 
Um, Taysom Hill was booking and running, and they helped set up a, uh, you know, well, ended up help. <laughs> it's always weird to me to think that he's like, you know, comes in at quarterbacks. I think I had two quarterbacks. It's so weird. Taysom Hill will come in and, you know, do his thing, run, run and whatever, and then he sets up Breeze. You know, that was the uh, the Breeze touchdown pass to Emmanuel Sanders. It's good to see him on field again. Good job. Uh, and that put him up 21 to nothing, and the beatdown is just on, dude. You know, I, I don't know that Taysom Hill is worth the money they're paying him, but whatever. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know. It gets your ring, it gets your ring. Right, well, they're not, they haven't gotten there yet. So, you know, let's take it with a grain of salt. But they did make sure that Jameis Winston was eating W's again. Lord help us. <laughs> no, I know it. <laughs> oh, that, that website that I, I, I have, the domain eataw.com, <laughs> it's up for renewal. I was like, I'm not going to waste the money renewing that. <laughs> <laughs> now I kind of want to do it again, just for fun. You know, just, just park for it. shiggles. Yeah, eat a W. So, it, it, I mean, it's weird to me. Like, I don't really quite know what to make out of it unless it's just a bad matchup or what. I mean, it's just strange to me that we think the Bucks are pretty good. We talked about them having a good defense. They get lit up. We think they have a pretty functional offense. They don't do squat. Um you know, whether it's force and throws, whether it's a bad game plan, whether the Saints just had their number. You know, I think you can it's it's one thing to forgive a rando bad game, particularly early in the season, right? You go, ah, well, you didn't really have a typical preseason, no big deal. But I mean, we're essentially halfway through the year. I certainly didn't expect them to get completely obliterated. I don't know what that really means long term for. Maybe it's just a blip, but it's just odd to me that that's that's twice, and they didn't just lose to the Saints twice; they got destroyed by the Saints twice. <clears throat> well, they just you know I'd say Sean Payton knows how to game plan for Bruce Arians, and uh, you know Bruce Arians has got to change some things up, man, because Sean Payton is running circles around them. Yeah, I agree. I think. I mean, we have to take into you know into effect that it's a division game, so it's uh, there's those games are always kind of like aberrations or just different compared to what you think they're going to be. Sure, they're either they're either going to be really close or they're just going to be this unbelievable beatdown that you're not expecting. And it it definitely feels like well, the way box. this it definitely uh, feels like the way the Saints are set up and their game planning uh, that they just. They they had the, they had everybody's number they had the Bucks number for sure without a shadow of a doubt and yeah. I thought that was that was setting up to be like one of the best games of the week and it was just a dumpster fire. No, oh, it was it was total trash. Yeah, the other trash. aspect to that is is you know they're, they're working Antonio Brown into the sure. lineup and um, I don't know maybe there was a little too much focus on the passing game trying to get him involved. Um, maybe when when. You know, honestly, look, I you know, I know you want to make them happy and all, but in the same respect, like you gotta go with what's got you here and then have him catch up. You know, you can't just throw him and expect him to be twenty thirteen to twenty seventeen Antonio Brown. It's just not gonna happen. Not out of the gate. I mean, who nah. knows? Who knows what his ceiling actually is? But you know, whether some of that was, excuse me, just forcing too many passes or or what. It, it it certainly did not work out. 
I had uh, I certainly had better expectations for the rematch, and I you know I don't know that we well obviously if there's a Rona roller coaster problem with the NFL season, if we end up potentially getting the 16 team playoff, who knows? Maybe we get Bucks Saints round three. We could. We could. We could. And honestly, it'll probably be more of the same. It might be. Well, what then what the Saints did is they took away Brady's strength, and that's usually play action. So if they're not running the ball to set up the play action, that that just played right into the Saints' hand, and that's exactly what they did. They just didn't run the ball enough at all, pretty much, to the point of where play action was affected, where the passing game was affected. They just didn't control the, the game. They didn't play their game. They just tried to get fancy, thinking they could just do something different. And don't get me wrong, like in New England, they would do a lot of the short passes, to, which would be their run game sometimes, depending on sure. how, it, how it's sure. going. But, you know, you, you know, Wes Walker is not walking through that door. Julian Edelman's not walking through that door. James, James White, I wish, I, door. I wish James White was walking through that door so I could actually play him in fantasy again. <laughs> well, that's why you got Ronald Jones, freaking yeah. Arians. Yeah. That was uh, Brady's worst loss ever as a starter, by the way. I believe it. Worst. That's a long career, and he, he's had a, he's had a couple beatdowns, but nothing like that. I was gonna say the other one that comes to the other two that came to mind for me were the Kansas City game where mm-hmm. they're on the Cincinnati, and the uh, Buffalo game where they lost thirty-one to nothing on opening week. Mm-hmm. Uh, one year those are the other two that came to mind yeah there's me. a couple of fugly ones in there but it, you know it's a relatively short list but that uh that takes the cake man that that was awful and you know i i don't i don't really i'm not so much worried about you know arians coming out and you know talking about stuff i mean he's a he's got a different vibe than you know belichick and i think some of that is just you know the old proverbial hot takes hot clicks but Maybe he should have targeted Mike Evans more. Uh, he did throw uh, some. Yeah. He, he did throw some bad passes. You know, I don't think an honest assessment is, you know, inappropriate. It's just I, I think it, it's just weird. You know, Arians is very out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Belichick is not. <laughs> and he might be in a locker room, but he's not in a press conference. So different vibe, different style. But I, you know, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not going to say that the Bucks are fraudulent. But I do have different reservations about them now. And obviously, the, the division is different. And look, I, I'm not saying the Falcons are going to make a run. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that they're playing better football. And the Panthers, you know, they're gamers. You know? Yeah, Tampa better watch out this week. Man. Tampa's got to be careful, man, because... The Saints are solid. And you know what's – we didn't even really mention – I don't even think we really talked about the Saints, you know, when we're th- sitting here talking about the playoffs and teams that we really thought were legit. Uh, you know, we talked about Green Bay and Tampa Bay and Seattle. I mean, maybe the Saints got mentioned in passing, but didn't really give them a whole bunch of, yeah, ooh, look out for New Orleans, buddy. Didn't have a bunch uh, of that. I, I, I just think the last three or four years in the playoffs with them just – Mm. having god-awful like gut-wrenching defeats but then like yeah. a god-awful showing last year against the vikings was true just like, true really? true yeah well yeah but we're still in the regular season so you know they're going to be a team that should get there and if their defense god bless if defense can play like that man they can make some noise 
But I, I, what worries me, obviously, with the Saints is just how does Breeze hold up when he has to throw it and when he has to put some mustard on it? Yeah. Um, I think he can do it. Select. It's kind of like Peyton Manning at the end. You have to respect the ability, but he they can't do it consistently. Right. So if you can force them to have to do it, it's to your advantage. Um, but that's a but big, will, that's a big ask. It, it is, but I will I will say this: the um, <clears throat> him hitting what was it eleven or twelve different receivers in mm-hmm. that one game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's hey, it's his it's his own record, but that's amazing. Like yeah, you know they always say Belichick focuses on taking your best out. Well. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, when you're everyone's catching a pass, what do you do? <laughs> you know, it's like they were just like three steps ahead of Tampa the entire game. Yes. Breeze knew where he wanted to go. <clears throat> you know, I'll go here to Cook. Although Cook had like the worst game of anybody on the Saints. But, you know, Mike Thomas, uh, Traquan, Alvin Kamara, freaking Murray, everyone. Yeah. Hell, like the third string tight end caught a pass, I think, at one point. <laughs> well, and if the Saints actually say they do make it far in the playoffs, mm-hmm. get to the Super Bowl, you're going to see people look back at this game against the Bucks and say that's their signature win of the season. Could be, yeah. could be, because I mean that was very much a statement game to get Michael Thomas back was obviously critical, and that 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 is a statement game, without a doubt. That is a game where you're like, we're here to kick your ass. Y'all can mm-hmm. y'all can talk about headlines. People can talk about y'all all they want. But you know what? We showed up. We went to your house and we beat your ass. So suck on that. Yeah, and that especially that's the first game after he punched a teammate, and uh, you know for them mm-hmm. to come out and uh, whoop some ass. I think that's uh, part of the healing process of that too. And could be. The discipline of, you know, Mike Thomas, you're a superstar, act like it. Mm-hmm. You know, Drew Brees, you're a superstar, act like it. Um, who's it? Malcolm Jenkins, you're a superstar, act like By the way, that dude, for a defensive player, never misses time at all. Very rare. Have you, have you seen, like, <clears throat> he has – it was some craziness of the last six, seven years. He's played 98% of the snaps every yeah. single year. Like or he missed, more. he he missed one snap this year because they were blowing out a team and he just stayed on the sideline. It was like the only snap all season he had missed. That's, That's insane. Yeah, he's like a, a bit of a football Iron Man. Yeah, so means he takes care of himself. So you, know, you got to at that point, and a little bit of luck as well. Yeah, I'm sure, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. So anyway, I we'll we'll see how what that really means long term, but. Randy, I think you're right. I, you know the, that it feels like this, whether it's just the matchup, uh, you don't know that there'll be a rematch. Obviously, what it would have to be in the playoffs, but um, I, I would imagine the Bucks probably have to hope that they don't need to see them again, mm-hmm. and they'll feel much better if they don't. You know, and maybe it's just it, it could just be one of those classic. Just there's certain teams that just the way they scheme, the way they match up, their personnel, they know each other, whatever. It just doesn't doesn't work doesn't work out well for one of them. It's kind of like you know uh, Daniel Jones and the Giants for some reason. I think he you know is undefeated against the Washington Wifts, the football team. It, it can't beat much anybody else. One in seventeen versus the rest if, of the league yeah. in like 
four and zero versus yeah. Un- the Washington football team. Un- undefeated against the Wifts. Yeah, it's great. Thanks, thanks, Danny Dimes. I hope D-Stat leaves you an upper D-Statter in your house. <laughs> without the courtesy flesh. <laughs> without the, cur- without the and, courtesy flesh. And no poopery right. to help. No poopery. Oh. Mm-hmm. I think we had a poopery episode. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm sure we did. <laughs> Somewhere along the line. <laughs> did, we, <laughs> did we lose Whitfield? He seems quiet. Oh, he's just leaning he's back. He's on mute. Oh. He's listening to some. Yeah, and keep keep uh keep a uh, keep an eye on his camera angle. Make sure he's <laughs> make sure he's not a uh, noob. Yeah, camera stays up. Yeah, make sure he's not noob tubing over there. Cheers. Uh huh. Anyway, all right. Well, you know, Shannon, let's go ahead and wrap up. Just uh, I'll jump to it. I, I don't know how much there really is to take away from the Colts Ravens game, but uh, we'll jump to that really quickly. Um, there are some interesting kind of side notes. Uh, from that game um in every regular season game since lamar jackson replaced joe flacco um baltimore scored at least 20 points that goes back to like november 2018 yeah that's pretty wild by the way That, that is very wild but that's uh you know credit to him yeah and that coaching staff yeah well, the defense scoring helps too. Uh, yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you, do, you, you do. You do have to include that because that, that helps my fantasy team as well. That's Thank true. Um, but it's just kind of. I mean, that's a, that's a weird. I mean, thirty-one straight games where you got twenty points. I mean, that's that's pretty good. You couple that with a team that's got a good defense, you're gonna win a lot of games. Now they haven't won a lot of playoff games, <laughs> so they they got a next step to take, but. You know, you can't win a playoff game. You can't make the playoffs. So at least they're making the playoffs. True story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, all right, all right. So, just out of curiosity, other than the Philip, the, the Philip Rivers tackle, which clearly deserves that. Oh my god! <laughs> and totally deserves that. <clears throat> what What do you What did you get out of the game? More so for the Colts. Um, we know what the Ravens largely are. Uh, the Colts are a little bit more of an anomaly to me. And it, it, I mean that that's a tough back to back to have the Ravens and then have the Titans. So that that's a that's a tough, you know, that's a tough two game slate. It is tough. Um, you know, no T. Y. Hilton. I know he hasn't had the best season, but uh, you know he 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 does command respect when he's out there. So yeah. I, th- that hurt a little bit. I did like Pittman, our uh, rookie second rounder. I did like to see him out there. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks like he's going to be a gamer. Uh-huh. Um, and my gosh, dude, Darius Leonard. So there are guys that pop out. I got I got to see JJ Watt his rookie season against the Colts, and like he just he stuck out. He was bigger than the offensive lineman that the Colts had at the time, mm-hmm. and he was just in the backfield every single time. So he has stood out to me watching that game, and I. I hadn't really seen Darius Leonard in a while, but watching that game, he stuck out because yeah. you're talking about a guy that's all over the place, you know, 6'2", 250, but his wingspan mm-hmm. is 6'10". That dude's got some long arms, bro. Bruh. Bruh. So, so them dudes thinking, oh, I'm going to get free. Nope. <laughs> Darius Leonard got your ass. Now, Darius Leonard can be in a Zoom meeting and probably rub one out. You got arms like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, Chris Cooley, 
Chris Cooley needed a lesson from those dudes. <laughs> I mean, at least Chris oh, Cooley Lord. tried to use the playbook. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, it, you know, it was it, he needed he, it, that was like halfback when he needed fullback. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, Chris Cooley. Damn. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> no. You're right. I'm not. Um, Anywho. You know, I, I don't know if the play calling was affected because there was no TY. I just I thought there were a lot of short passes. I think yeah. they were anticipating a lot of pressure. And of course, Baltimore brings a lot of pressure. So I, I just wasn't a fan of the game plan um, for Rivers. Um, Would have liked to see more runs. But again, I mean, Baltimore will mess up your plans in a lot of ways because that's an elite defense. Um, But, I mean, for the most part, I thought the Colts defense handled themselves very well in the first half. And then Baltimore, I think, just really just punched them right in the mouth in that second half. If you take away the defensive touchdown, I mean, it's 17-10. So well, it's not like Baltimore was really blowing them out. I mean, it was really – both teams got after it really yeah. good. I was really yeah. impressed with the Colts' defense um, in, overall considering um, that they were against a, you know, quote-unquote superior team. But I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more creativeness in that Colts' offense. So, like, it, you know, what was your initial reaction to the Marcus Peters non-interception interception? Well, when I saw it live, I was just like, oh, he dropped the interception. And then Harbaugh challenged it, and I'm like, why? Yeah, to me, that didn't make sense because it was a bang-bang play. And usually... Oh, Randy. (laughs) I didn't do it on purpose. I really didn't do it on purpose. Well, well, are you sure about that? I'm being honest. The refs did let him have it. I completely. I, <laughs> when I, you slow it down and watch instant replay, yeah. you go, oh, yeah, he did control it for a moment. But you know what? He still didn't control it all the way to the ground. That still should be an incomplete pass regardless. Yeah, I just I just don't see like, it. Or it, a fumble. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if one of the Colts players had gone by and picked it up right after, it would have been their ball. Um I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I don't, me personally, and a lot of people, a lot of people were in agreement. I would say 90 plus percent of the people I read, including like mm-hmm. sports people who do it for a living were like, really, bro, you're going to reverse that to an interception? Really, bro? All the people on NFL Network were like, that is not a pick. Like, no, that's, that's <clears throat> really not a pick. Um, if it looks even like the announcers were like, really? And I hated I hated the play because Baltimore had drove it down and the Colts forced a fumble, got the ball without, you know, allowing Baltimore to go for the touchdown. The mm-hmm. next play, Philip Rivers tries to go deep. And I'm like, it's just, I like a play action, but go intermediate. Like if you're third and like forever and you're that deep and you throw it that long and it gets picked, so be it. But like first, Second down, that close to your goal line, and you're. Well, if you're gonna um, throw it deep, can you at least throw it deep? I mean, how story. under how underthrown was that ball? That was pretty bad. You know what I I'm mean, saying? Like, that, I, I, look, he's up in age, and I get it, but like, 
You yeah. got a ball hawking secondary, man. You you better make damn sure that's where it's supposed to be. At least get it where it's gonna. It, you know what? At least put it where it's either gonna go out of bounds or your wide receiver mm-hmm. has a legit shot to get it. If it's underthrown yeah. on the inside, that's a gift. That was a gift to Marcus Peters. That's probably why Peters dropped that damn thing. Yeah, true that's story. Way too easy. Bloop. Although, I mean, granted, the Colts, you know, receivers were working to, to pop that ball out of there. I was surprised that that, that stood. I, I I will give I'll give Harbaugh some credit, man. That dude has a knack for he has a great feel for winning the challenge. And you know, a lot of coaches don't. A lot of coaches don't. Harbaugh, like legitimately. He's cerebral. Yeah. I, you know, I, I give him credit. Um Although the irony is not lost on me that that was Des Bryant's first game in like almost three years. And, yeah. you know, you get that kind of play <laughs> with Des Bryant's back and it's like, really? Mm-hmm. Come on. He's probably like, where were these refs when I, when I needed them a couple years right? ago? Right? Like, what the hell? Shit, that was like six years ago. Yeah, that's a long time ago. That's weird. Yeah, it is. That's weird. Um, so, I, I mean, you know, I don't know that it changes the ultimate outcome of the game. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, it I, just, it, I, it's, that one is obnoxious because it, it feels like when you watched the play that he lost the ball. It was yes. a great defensive play, but it just didn't feel, it was a great defensive play on a poorly thrown ball, right? Yes. But it, it just, it didn't, it was like, eh, no, nah, man, it, you know, got away from him. They popped it out. Nah, not a pick. Poof, challenge, poof, interception. What? Really, and, it, and that that's one where you feel like they're they want to make it an interception. You know what I mean? It, yeah, that that just it didn't sit well. It just didn't sit well. Yeah, me. I was just like, you know, and, and Baltimore had just physically imposed their will on the drive, and then we got the fumble. You know, teams energized. You know, I get the shot, but. You, again, it's the Ravens. You have to be patient. Yes. You have to fall down the field. It's going to be a low-scoring game. You know, you, you can't. Well, you don't want to make you don't want to make stupid mistakes. Exactly. Your defense was just on the field for a number of minutes and mm-hmm. survived. Like you need to let those guys get get a breather and you know milk some clock, do some intermediates. I, I just. I was not a fan of that particular play call. Neither was Philly Philip Rivers, bro. Well. Yeah, I heard he uh yeah, he'll probably be sending some money to the commissioner this week. So that, that's what happens when you drop hush puppies out there. You know what I'm saying? The thing yeah. is he wasn't wrong. R- Rando fun factoid, that is Philip Rivers' eighth straight loss to the reigning NFL MVP quarterback. Hmm. So if there's a quarterback that that wins the NFL MVP, you don't want Philip Rivers to play him. Then the following season, it doesn't end well. I don't know how how deep who whatever stat checker had to had to dig to find that out, but like that's a really weird one. That that's um that's one I would have never even thought of. Mm-hmm. But okay, yeah. clearly someone had to pull that one out of their ass. Yeah, they did, and and they succeeded. Literally, <laughs> yes. I got a shit covered hot take for you right here. Hot right. take. Can't wait. <laughs> so what so what what are the lessons then? Are, are we just looking at a team that, you know, is solid but we can't have faith that Philip Rivers is going to take him anywhere? 
Yeah, and and the other thing is, is they played the easiest schedule in the NFL up to this point. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the other thing of it. Like that that first game of the season loss to Jacksonville hurts that much more now. Oh yeah, because I mean, you would be six and two at this point instead of five and three. Um, you know, granted, you get Houston twice and Jacksonville again, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just. They'll, they'll find a way to at least get to eight and eight. I, if they expand the playoffs, I'm sure they will make the playoffs. But, um, well, eight, eight, on, eight teams getting in, I would imagine the Colts are going to be one of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, unless it's something drastic happens, but I, I would like to see them open, getting the rookie receivers in, getting Pittman in, getting them acclimated to the system, I think will help out a lot. And getting TY back tomorrow night. Um, again, not putting up the numbers, but if he's getting the coverage, you know, that's going to open up things for everybody else. Um, need Mo Alley Cox to start getting more involved. Trey Burton, uh, I think Jack Daniels, AKA Jack Doyle's out for tomorrow night. Cause of concussion protocol, he took a shot. Jesus Christ. That dude took a shot. Um, but you know, Philip, um, He's going to pass. Who's he going to pass? I don't know. He's going to pass somebody on his first pass tomorrow into like I think fifth all time. I, I, I want to thank you for that insight, Dan, Dan Marino. Okay, there we go. That's better. He's going to pass somebody. Uh, I don't know who. Just somebody. He's just going to pass somebody. Don't know for what. <laughs> don't know why. But he'll pass somebody. Only one of the legends we grew up watching. <laughs> Uh, by, by the way, and some guy named Dan Marino. He's an Ace Ventura pet detective. <laughs> he sells isotoner gloves. I don't know. <laughs> Laces out, Dan. <laughs> I was gonna say Laces um, out because because everybody's up to speed on the Mandalorian. Um, I did one <laughs> since we were talking about opening it up, and we are getting into the holiday season. Um, I, I, this song popped into my head, and I think this is dedicated to our favorite new alpha predator. Baby Yoda. That's right, Baby Yoda. Well, don't you know that other kids are starving in Japan? So eat it. Just eat it. Weird Alpul. Nice. <laughs> I know, dude. The first time when, when he was like... <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, no. <laughs> what's well, it was funny i'd seen the meme matt had posted before yeah. and i was like uh-oh mm. so i started watching the episode and whatever that damn thing was frog and i was like oh no oh no i'm telling like, this you this dude i, I mean this dude <laughs> the way he eyed the container i was like ah oh, shit here we go uh-oh there's a problem Mandalorian says no, and he just sits there. He's like, <laughs> "It's like, <laughs> like you motherfucker." Well, then at the end, all of a sudden, everybody's passed out, and he just kind of looks around, pulls an egg out, mm-hmm. and just shoves it in his mouth. I'm like, "You little shit." <laughs> you know what? What's funny is uh, on some levels, how many people got really bent out of shape about you know Baby Yoda eating the eggs? They're like, "This is terrible." And on some level, I guess if you want to take it like that seriously, yes, it is right, but. He's he's it, it, people are so focused on being little and cute. Well, guess what, man? I yeah, kid gotta eat. Kid's hungry. 
It looked like deviled eggs, man. Come on. Um, PSA, it's a fucking TV show. Settle down, y'all. Yeah, it's CGI. It's not real. (laughs) It's a joke. And by the way... (laughs) Actually, the child is an animatronic puppet. Yes. I'm just saying. I'm so so glad they actually did that. Somebody putting the deviled eggs in the fridge, I'm eating them. Yeah, I'm telling you. That was... uh, Yeah, there were a couple of memes floating around talking about, like, you know, deviled eggs at, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and they had Baby Yoda just... Sucking oh, up. Oh, yeah. But that's, uh, that, that's Katie, man. Yeah. <laughs> my, my Katie, man. She will kill some deviled eggs. Oh, I will too. There was uh, that, a lot. I'm not going to lie. There was some actually some really funny shit in that episode. Deviled egg season is, is air freshener season, by the way. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> it's poopery yeah. season. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. <laughs> Uh, Open some windows, please. <laughs> can you that sulfur <laughs> smell? What the hell? Can, can you strike a match, please? Thank you. Are, are we on 95 near the Philip Morris plant? Yeah, baby Yoda, just eat it. Uh, but I thought the episode was great. Um, I enjoyed it, and... I, I mean, look, look. this is not our first time seeing, like, Baby Yoda just, like, totally snacking out on something, right? There he is, like, busting into, like, the, the spider egg, right? The spider sack. Just, he's like, whatever. <laughs> Eating a thing up, man. I mean, yeah, that, that part kind of grossed Penny out a little bit. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, that little that little fucker's a predator. I mean, are you kidding? <laughs> kids got to eat, man. I know kids got to eat. He's in a gross spurt. Yeah, right? He's going to be, yeah, who knows? I, uh, I mean, season one, he swallowed a frog hole. No, yeah, that 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 was wild. That was wild. But uh, I, I'm not gonna hate on it. I, maybe I shouldn't laugh as much as I did. Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe there's some moral ethical dilemma. But I also don't take it, but so seriously as the show, I'm not gonna get into a deep dive ethical you know dilemma debate argument about him eating a couple of the eggs um, when they're trying. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny. I thought it was messed up, and uh, but I, I, I'm just surprised how many people legitimately got really bent out of shape. Just really bent out of shape. That was aliens when he walked in there and the little cocoons and everything. Mm-hmm. The first thing I thought was, I was like, "Oh shit, this is aliens." And it kind of was when you really think about it. Yeah, <laughs> man, that was a lot of spotters, dude. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! It's a nightmare fuel for you. Sorry, y'all. Spoiler alert. Although I would imagine most people have seen it, but if you're you know interested in it, you've seen it. And for and, the Harry Potter fans out there, Ron Weasley would have not have approved. No, definitely not. <laughs> I will say one thing I do appreciate about uh, the Mandalorian fandom, and uh, I guess we didn't uphold our end of the bargain here on on the podcast, but it is about a week. I mean, <clears throat> uh, I really feel like I don't see any spoilers online with the show like people talk about it and they'll hint at it but they never directly state what happened isn't it interesting how that's evolved you know there's like there's almost a certain degree of social media courtesy with certain shows yeah you know uh where people know that not everybody (laughs) sees it or has seen it yet but they want to talk about it so they, they'll sort of talk about it and people that have seen it kind of know what they mean and you have a conversation but they don't necessarily just like drop full poof here you go although uh obviously seeing all like the uh, what was it a funko pop 
that had like Yoda, baby Yoda, in like the little egg container. Yep. It's like uh, there's something there's something going on there, y'all. So well, but- and the thing is, I think going through the growth spurt of Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead, and people just posting spoilers, not like not even 15 minutes after the end of the show. Obviously, that has evolved into what we're getting now. Is yeah. people like, okay, we can talk about it. We just gotta word it to a certain degree where we're not spoiling the entire thing for everybody shannon years ago do you remember when um we were tweeting about the olympics and, oh, it, yeah. and it would auto post to our facebook page and you know we were on the east coast east coast bias and it, it was all stuff's all taped late anyway right or they, they structured to do the broadcast and so we were tweeting about some olympic event <laughs> I think the U.S. like won a gold medal, and we were like, "Woo!" And next thing you know, like some of the people in that that you know were following the page or whatever, they were like, "What are you doing tweeting about the gold medal?" And I'm like, "Oh my God, why are you online? If you're worried about seeing anything with the Olympics, what are you doing on Facebook? You're the dummy." I'm just kidding, but it's like, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kind of not. Um, I really should have just totally said. What can I say except you're welcome? But I mean, it wasn't like, but but that was not intentional. It's just like, well, they're showing NBC showing it. it there's coverage of it's it right now. Live. It's, it, you it's know. NBC Live, right? So right. it just it, it made the assumption that that was the same way on the uh, West Coast. But apparently, uh, we learned a lesson, and it it was not. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. So, mm-hmm. A few of my friends were upset with hey, me. Hey, you know what? That Alex Trebek um, thing I sent you earlier hit his last line. Oh. <laughs> I should have known that was going to come into play at some point. <laughs> so, I love this tweet. Uh, Shannon retweeted it. Um <laughs> <laughs> from Rex Trap, uh, Rex Trap, Rex. <laughs> Rex- <laughs> <laughs> Have a little more to drink. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Let me take another sip. Mm. Okay, and it just says Alex Trebek shooting promos for the phone version of Jeopardy and cussing like a sailor is just what I needed today. So here you go. If you'd ever wondered what it would be like to hear Alex Trebek curse. So keep watching Jeopardy 24 hours a day and call this number. You dumb son of a bitch. You don't watch it 24 hours a day. There's a daily cash prize of $1,000 and fuck. No shit. Call <laughs> now and play phone Jeopardy. She drank the poison that Captain Hook intended for Peter Pan. Tinkerbell! This is what Shannon meant for anybody that, uh, you know, uh, wasn't Bill o- Bill O'Reilly live? <laughs> Fuck him! <laughs> <laughs> we need to isolate that. <laughs> uh, by the way, if if you didn't have a chance to listen to it, um, I think I said it in the chat. Uh, but Dan Dan Patrick replayed an interview or a, um, you know interview with Trebek. I think it was from 2014. Maybe it was 2016, but. I want to say that was the first hour on Monday. Maybe it was the third hour on Monday. Um, at, hi, Momo. I'll let you out in a second. I didn't even know you were in here, Cat. I see you. Um, and it, it's totally worth a listen. It's totally worth a listen. So you know what? Where are we at time-wise? We've probably got a, got a, well, we're a little short of a, an hour, but this cat's looking at me like, you going to let me out of here? Um, 
I tell you what, let, let's go ahead and raise a glass, man. Raise a glass to to Trebek. Why not? Um, twenty twenty has been a weird year for a lot of different reasons, and uh, that's uh, I don't I don't I mean who who didn't have Jeopardy at some point growing up, whether it was with friends or with family or anything, didn't have a couple of nights at least just watching Jeopardy and having a good time with it. A lot of nights. A lot of, a lot of nights, a lot you of fun. No idea. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, when you think of, and lots of people have, have thrown tons of superlatives out there for Trebek, but it, it, was there a better pairing of a person, a personality, and a host for a show ever? I mean, I, you know, I mean, that, that recipe and what they did and how they handled it even to things like him talking about how he, you know, used a crayon instead of a sharpie because the crayon didn't make noises, he's crossing out stuff. The just his, just who he was and how he handled that show was was about as perfect as you could get. And you know, I think of my childhood, and you got Bob Barker on The Price Is Right, obviously Pat Sajak and Vanna White, Wheel of Fortune. Um, but Trebek it has to be like essentially like he he's like the gold standard. You know, he's like the gold standard. And that was an incredible life. And he had a hell of a fight um, with the pancreatic cancer. And, you know, I'm glad that he wasn't, that he was with friends and family. And that he got to sit on, you know, the swing, the bench or the swing or whatever it is that he had, he had built. Um, that he was able to do that in his last days. It's amazing to me to think that he was taping episodes like all of what, like 10 days ago? Uh, yeah, crazy. And, like two weeks before he passed. Yeah, and you know you'll hear bits and pieces where people knew that, you know, it was close. Um, but we, I don't know if we're gonna get the start of the NBA season in you know December twenty second. But I do know we're gonna get, you know, the the conclusion of of Alex Trebek, the you know his last Jeopardy episodes. I think that's December twenty fifth. It is. Uh, is when that will air. Boy, that's gonna be a that's gonna be strange. That's going to be yeah, strange. I recorded, but... I recorded the episode on Monday, and they had the the EP on there, and he talked. He got choked up talking on there about Alex, and yeah. before the show began, and he said Alex just wanted it to go on as as it would, mm-hmm. you know, nothing special, nothing like that. Just... Pros pro, yep, pros pro, but you know he's he's funny, he's funny. He had a great sense of humor. Um... Some of the interviews are—it's just really interesting. If you can find footage of different things, I mean, the, the guy had a, a you know great sense of humor. Um, certainly was able to laugh at himself, and just had just—it it just by all accounts, a, a lot of you'll you'll just hear a, a tons of superlatives and positive and wonderful things said about him. And some of that is true when somebody passes away, a celebrity passes away, that we have some nostalgic attachment to. Um, but he strikes me as, as very genuine and you hear these things and you think about it. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I think you have to celebrate, you know, life well lived and certainly a job well done, uh, and just tremendous. And, you know, it's, it's funny to think of some of the memes because, you know, lost Sean Connery and now now we lose Alex Trebek, but you think about some of the SNL skits and it's like, suck it Trebek, you know, and all these different things. And so some of the memes have been really funny. That uh, they, they've been great, and uh, it's it's just it just redefines, you know. That's like the proverbial slice of uh, 
you know, at, at least for our age, right? I mean, we're kind of in the 40 zone, so midlife or whatever. But, you know, we grew up with him. And we grew yeah. up with, you know, Trebek on Jeopardy. And that's something that a lot of generations have been able to share um, with their parents or with their family or with their kids or with their friends. And uh, that's that's a tough goodbye. But an incredible life. And I'm glad he got to go out the way as much as he could have um, to control some of that and, you know, be with his friends and his family at the end. So. Dude's a hell of a fighter. Hell of a fighter. So, Trebek, suck it, Trebek. (laughs) (laughs) I'll raise a glass to your memory, sir. uh, Remember growing up and my grandmother would be watching it and we would sit there and, you know, play along the entire time and. So, yeah, it was just one of those things that it's just, it's just it's hard to think about. But given what he was going through and the fact that he had that strength to, to carry on the way he did uh, with that and with that type of dignity mm-hmm. of just I'm going to be I'm going to do what I love. And when my, when it's time to punch the cl- punch the clock, that's what time, you know, then it's time. I just I, I got one question. Uh-oh. <laughs> how on earth? How on earth was Sam Jackson not on Jeopardy? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Was there ever a, be- a better celebrity match for a oh, game show? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they speak English and what? What ain't no country I ever heard of? <laughs> Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I mean, come on, man. That's I mean, a- you could do <laughs> one more SNL skit with in heaven and then have Sam Jackson on Earth. And... Oh, my God. That Say what again? Awesome. Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> so, so the answer, correct answer is, what is the Samuel S. Jackson soundboard? <laughs> hmm. Oh, man. I, yeah. 2020, I mean, it really, it, this is a, this year just feels like so much stuff is packed into it. It really is wild. Uh, you know, no shortage of 2020 memes and all these things where it's like, you know, uh, people are talking about their history dissertation and it's just like August of 2020 is like the month, not the year they focused in, not the decade, but like the month of the year that they focused in on. So pretty wild, but you know, uh, again, I'm just going to raise a glass, take a sip, uh, in your honor, Alex, rest in peace, friend. Hmm. And so let me get this straight. When the yeah. clock strikes midnight for for New Year's, we're all going to yell Jumanji, right? Yes. <laughs> right? I've already told my kids we're doing that. We're doing that. So, yes, we are all yelling Jumanji. Thank you. Somebody's got to take one for the team. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a Metallica concert, Justin. Well, I mean, it's not my... <laughs> Look... <laughs> Those are fun memories, by the way. Thanks, thanks for doing that. Yeah. Thanks for making sure we could all go to Summer Sanitarium. <laughs> no problem. Uh, Is that a story we can actually bring up on the podcast or no? Yeah. We fell asleep in a uh, Department of Transportation parking lot. We did. 
We did. Yeah. Well, that's coming back from someone. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, we yeah. drank ourselves to oblivion and went to a concert. So There's yeah, lots the, of boobies. Yeah, yeah. Flying so, around. Look, at the, look at the cat popping up. So I mean, yeah, we we took a nap in a V dot parking lot on the way back from Summer Sanitarium at FedEx. Hell yeah. Nice. Hey, what he's talking about with taking one for the team is um, whatever moped he had to ride uh, <laughs> to make sure that he could afford the tickets. That's what he's really talking about. He probably had to go to the, the, the big girl buffet, you know what I'm saying? Yikes. Yes. Hey, you know what? But it, he did his duty. He... He gave that booty, and he got summer sanitarium tickets. <laughs> Three of them. Well played, sir. Hey, well yeah. played. Yeah, that's about right. Like I'm riding a moped. Oh Jesus! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, but you never heard that man. No, I've never heard that one. Riding, riding a moped, yeah, man. It was like you know, you'll ride it to get where you need to go, but you don't want anybody to see you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't want anybody to see you doing it. <laughs> Especially that one. Oh, oh no! I would ask you how drunk you were, but I guarantee you probably weren't. So. Oh, I dated her. Um, I stayed my that time I was an alcoholic haze the whole time. Yeah, right. You were drinking Bartles and James, man. Shut up! <laughs> drinking that spike, drinking that spiked milk. Mm-hmm. I actually have I actually have a picture uh, from from back then. This is what Whitfield was wearing. Uh, oh, this is this is what Whitfield was wearing as he was doing his due diligence to make sure that we got um, our summer summer sanitarium tickets. Oh, time to whip out the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> oh dear God. The f- <laughs> Denim Speedos. The fashion nice. fail of the week. I am not surprised. Denim Speedos. The Brokinis. The Brokinis. The Brokinis. I cannot believe that Denim Speedos are a real thing. So, yes. Oh, in the South, I'm sure. Yeah. It <laughs> Bruh. Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, maybe Shannon doesn't deny it. Oh, I, I Bruh. Dude, at my at my grandfather's funeral. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me people a... wearing denim speedos, man. <laughs> nah, this dude wore a short sleeve shirt with a tie, and he had overalls over the shirt. What was everything denim though? Yes. See, that's old, and uh, he was a Paul... country. Uh, he know. was a pallbearer. Wearing that freaking get up at my grandfather's funeral. That's terrible. You almost want to take him to the local uh, somewhere like a Goodwill and get him a suit for that. I was like, bro, I'll take you to Goodwill and get you a suit for 20 bucks. I mean, come on. (laughs) 
I don't, I don't. What's worse? I, I don't know what's worse. Like if these dudes were wearing jeggings, or the or nah, the, 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 the or, denim brokini thingy is bad, dude. <clears throat> oh, that fat mother! God. <laughs> I mean, the girl beside him's hot, but that fat ass brokini <laughs> with no ballroom. Nah. I mean, look, I I, I got to tell you, man. Like, I'm comfortable with who I am at this point in my life, but I can like, rest assured, you will never see me in a, a denim bikini. Or a banana hammock of any kind, okay? Yeah, fuck that noise. I mean, my, my days of flaunting whatever that was are long past. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to help the, the people of the world not vomit in their mouths, you know? <laughs> see, here's the problem. You're describing it, and some people may be like, you know what? I need to go look at this up and see what this really is. Yes, oh my God. and you should. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's a wonderful style. Wonderful stuff. You you know who I bet has one of these actually, and who might wear one on a bad bet? It's D Stat. Mm. I bet that's lingerie for. Uh, uh, I don't I, even think about that. I Please bet don't we bring could, that image how, up. What, what, if, <laughs> what if what if we had a bad D Stat bet? Because you know he likes to do the polar plunge from time to time. What if we could get D Stat to do a polar plunge in denim speedos? I mean, if it's oh, raising oh. money for the right charity, I'm sure he would do it. I figured him and Donkey have matching brokings. Bro <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you might not be wrong. You might not be wrong. Twinning. <laughs> Twinning. <laughs> Dude, o- only if they got a uh, only if they got that tattoo on like uh one of their ass cheeks, like then they're good. Oh god. You know what oh, I mean? No. We don't know. He's got it on his legs, so we don't know what the hell he's got, you know. How great would it be if they had like you know, I forget what the tattoos are. Is it like a, a double D or whatever? Uh, what the, is that what it is? Donk, I believe, yeah, I believe you are correct. Yeah, I think so. How great would it be if 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 like if they were standing side by side, like you just picture the the reverse angle. So there they are, and they're brokinis. They're denim, they're dynamite denim brokinis, and on like I don't know, you know, if they're standing side by side, their cheeks they got the D and the D. So that if if they butt bump together, there they are right there. I'm telling you. Oh, the, Please the stop hitting that picture. Put <laughs> that donkey connection, man. Yeah. Put uh, it put it in the bag. Put it in the bag. Bump, bump. You know what I'm saying? They go pick up some litter. They could do a PSA. I can't, I don't know what kind of train wreck segment this just fucking turned into, but God bless. It is bad. How the hell did this happen? Brokini. I'm blame the alcohol. Brokini. No, I'm not <laughs> drunk enough yet to blame anything other than no. brokinis and I banana tried. hammocks. I tried to save it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. I do. You might do. as well play, play that train uh, sound at this point. We're yeah, off the rails. Yeah, oh, you want that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, true story. So, dear Donk and dear D Stat, <clears throat> stop dropping upper deckers and go ahead and get your Brokini denim editions and polar plunge in those bad boys. <laughs> we will have a pay to not view. I'm telling you, we can raise money. <laughs> People pay to view. We will pay to not. That's view. right. We, although, although some of Donk's cougars might like it, you never know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they could start their OnlyFans site <laughs> or fans only, whatever it's called. Only the OnlyFans called Donk's Cougars. <laughs> oh Lord, Cougar Party. All right, <clears throat> I tell you what, man. Let's go ahead. I need a new. I need a new beverage. I finished yeah, this. As do I. I got an empty beer. I got an empty mixed drink. I'm ready for a refill. 
But I, Mo, I know. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna let you out of here. This cat is ridiculous. So uh, anyway, as always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, um, our home feed on Podbean, uh, LiveSportsCaster.com. Keywords are sports and brew. We certainly hope you enjoy putting up with our crap. Uh, we enjoy making it, so it works out fairly well. Uh, but we'll take a break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes, and we'll just run through the rest of the football stuff and you know have a couple of laughs along the way and uh, hopefully not terrify anybody else with images of any of us in denim brokinis. <laughs> That's a bad look. Can't do it. <laughs> Although, who was the NFL coach that was wearing a pair of shorts on his face? Was that a Chargers like assistant coach or something? Somebody had like oh. a, a pair of shorts legitimate. Whoops, I hit the mic. Somebody legitimately had like a pair of shorts draped. Like they forgot their mask and they're like, oh, let me get a pair of gym shorts. And they looped it and had it over their ears and covering their face, man. I got nothing. Terrible. I got Terrible, nothing. terrible. Anyway, uh, we'll be back in a moment, y'all. <laughs> All right, had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, make some new beverages, but we are back, as they like to say. So, good to be back. By the way, um, speaking of The Mandalorian, I gotta say, um, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have done it, but I did buy the uh, Razorcrest, uh, the Haslab uh, Razorcrest thing, man, I can't, and I, I ordered two of them. <laughs> one for in the box that's never coming out of the box. <laughs> Or one to display and one to sell, or one to display and one to store. I, don't, I haven't quite figured that part out yet. Uh, that was uh, that was a little expensive, and they, that won't even get delivered until like fall of 2021. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. Ooh, the Haslab stuff is super nice. The only thing that I really regret is not buying the Unicron because I really wanted Unicron. And um, for anybody not familiar with Haslab, basically what they do is they have they they do these one offs so it's kind of like um you know you crowdsource you fund it uh and then they'll go into production and if they hit certain targets they'll add you know extra bonuses and extra things to it so kickstarter essentially except for you know collectibles um and some of their stuff is is super nice but it it gets kind of expensive in a hurry and uh, I probably shouldn't have, but I, I think I had much regrets over not doing Unicron, and so I, I, I doubled down on the uh, Razor Crest. <laughs> so, yeah, good thing I get and, and that hit its goals quick. Uh, yes, well, they they did a they did Jabba's barge it was like one of the first things they did, and those things are like <clears throat> if you look at them on eBay, I mean the prices for them are absolutely astronomical. So I'm I'm kind of hoping that if I do two that I can essentially sell the second and pay for my first. That's what I'm hoping. But eh, you probably could. We'll see. So my next mission is to try to track down two PS5s tomorrow. We'll see if we'll see if I have success. <laughs> That's my next mission. <clears throat> Good luck with that. One for me and one to help pay for me. <laughs> One for we'll me see. and one for my homie. One for me and one for my homie. Let me pour one out. Uh, speaking of pouring one out, let me pour one out right now for Kyle Allen's ankle, by the way. Oh, oh. God, that was so gruesome. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You know, I, I don't know what it is about the freaking Giants and the whiffs. I, like I said last week, man, I, I still have – I can't let go of the Redskins yet. And so I really struggle. And you know what's funny is – I listen to mountains of, of sports radio, obviously, and you know, even during broadcasts, occasionally somebody still says like, 
Redskins. I mean, it, it's really difficult. You think it's hard when a team moves. I mean, think about how, how the struggles we've had with the San Diego Chargers versus the LA Chargers, right? True story. I mean, think about how difficult it is when like it's the same colors, it's the same team, it's the same city, but they don't have a nickname anymore. It's not like you have something else to call them. I mean, yeah, I guess you can call them just Washington or the team, which is weird in its own way. But I just it really I struggle with it because in conversationally, it's almost like the automatic like the muscle memory, right? The the verbal memory is just Redskins, so it's really hard not to say it. So sometimes, you know, I'm just you know if I start talking about the whiffs and I call them the Redskins, man, just just bear with me. It's just the reality. It's it's going to take a couple of years, uh, realistically. But look, man, uh, it's crazy. The Giants the Giants are zero and seven against every other NFL team, except the Redskins, except the whiffs, except Washington. It's crazy. It's crazy. And the game was bananas. I feel bad for Kyle Allen. Um, that was a nasty, nasty ankle injury. I, I don't think it was a dirty hit per se. I think it was really more of a fluky thing. I mean, Peppers came out and apologized for it. And, it, you know, again, it's good to see Alex Smith on field. You know, when we talked about it in the offseason, it was like, I don't want to see him on fields in any capacity. Number one, because that means disaster has happened. And number two, because I, I worry about that man just staying healthy. And what he did to overcome his injury is incredible. He deserves kudos for that. If Alex Smith doesn't win comeback player of the year, I don't, I don't, I don't even know who's deciding it at that point. Because that guy was a couple of snips away from being, you know, a pirate with a peg leg. You know what I'm saying? Like being an extra on, on like Pirates of the Caribbean with, you know, some wooden knob down there. So you have to give a lot of kudos to him for, for fighting through and going through the surgeries and getting back and just being ready to play. He deserves that love. But I certainly didn't really I didn't want to see him on the field, right? And here we are yet again. Allen has that nasty injury. The the air cast is on, off he goes. And I thought it was worse than what it turned out to be with the dislocated ankle. I thought it was gonna be far worse than that. It looked terrible. Uh Hopefully he busted something. Yeah, I mean, it looked terrible in real time. The replay looked ugly. I mean, it was just gross. So, you know, I don't know how good the the whiffs are. Not very. They have moments with the defense, and they and they've got some talent. I mean, Terry McLaurin, I think, is is legitimately very good. So they've got some pieces. I just don't understand this thing with the New York Football Giants, man. It drives me crazy because they, they just they just show up and they ball out, and it's like. Come on, man. Can't y'all just finish a game off against them like one time? You know, like recent history is just not kind. It's just it's just strange to me. But look, it was Alex Smith's first 300-yard game since uh, 2018. Obviously, he's missed a lot of time because of the injury. So it's good to see that. I, I don't know what you really take out of it for the for the whiffs, for the, for the Giants. I mean, the Giants competed with Tampa Bay. We were giving them a lot of credit for that, and the Tampa Bay gets eradicated against the Saints. But I, I do believe the Giants will play teams tough. I don't think they're a particularly good team per se, but I think they do play hard. And I do believe that is also true of Washington. Not a good team, but you can see a culture shift that is there. Uh, hopefully Rivera has enough time and can draft, and that team can draft well enough that they can build going forward. At this point... I don't believe Haskins is the answer. I don't know if he can change that. 
in Washington. That a lot of that's really going to be up to him, but it's clear that he's just not Rivera's guy. I mean, it's abundantly clear. So it was good to see Alex Smith get back in, not under those circumstances, but he did have some nice plays uh, in the fourth quarter when it was 23-13, Giants were leading. You know, Smith dropped back on first and 10. He hit Terry McLaurin, uh, and, you know, old Scary Terry was in traffic, dude, and he ended up uh, breaking free from a a four-pack of defenders. Then ended up being a 68-yard touchdown. I mean, it was nasty. They got the 23-20, and really they had multiple opportunities late, several. Smith... You know, some of this might be rust. Some of it might be any other number of variables. Uh, the Giants were able to get pressure on him. Um, he had one where it was third and ten. He threw it. Essentially, ended up kind of you know scrambling and rolling out, and then ended up throwing a bit of a jump pass that was too high. Went off McKissick's fingers and got picked off. And you know, the defense held. They got the ball back, and then Smith threw another pick. Logan Ryan uh, bagged that one and essentially sealed the win. So. You know, Smith is 24, 32, 325 yards, a touchdown, and three picks. And the picks were tough. Again, I'm I'm glad that he's had some success. It's certainly a much better game than the last time he was in. I'll tell you that. Ooh, that was rough last time he was in there. That was a little bit ugly. Uh, I think that was the Rams. That well, yeah, Aaron Donald said. Thanks for the Aaron Donald ride. tried to get a piggyback ride, and he said, man, yeah. leg is strong. Leg is strong. Leg is strong, buddy. But you know, again, Danny Dimes four zero against the uh, uh, against Washington and just butt suck versus everybody else. By the way, I cannot believe we didn't drop the butt hurt alert on Tom Brady. We we have totally forgotten about the BHA, the butt hurt alert. He went full BSE. That's for damn sure. I know that is total. That we have also not dropped BSE references in a while. So full BSE and total BHA for the Bucks and Tom Brady. Man, getting bent out of shape on the sideline. A little little rage face. We haven't got a lot of rage face out of uh, rage face rivers, but we've certainly got some rage face out of Brady over on the sidelines of the Bucks, <laughs> man. And you know, a wonderful career, uh, arguably the goat. Uh, but one thing that is very true about Tom Brady is there are a lot of people that love to pile on him. I'm not one of them per se, but there are, there's no shortage of people that are ready to just pile on when things go poorly for for old TB12. Shocker. Uh, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> Just love to give that dude grief, man. I'd have to look at the schedule. Do the Giants have the Eagles next? Yeah, they do. They do. Yes. So they're going to try for their first win over a non-Washington team since week 15 of last year. <laughs> Good luck. Look, you know it's not your deal when Daniel Jones doesn't even commit a turnover. He snapped a nine-game turnover streak. You know it's what? not. What? Yeah. How about that? The fuck's wrong with you? Come on, man. <laughs> Keep that streak going, damn it. Swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) So, eh, whatever. I do want to give, uh, I do want to raise a glass to Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers, by the way. Um, I did not expect uh, them to give the Chiefs the game that they did. Uh, That ended up being a hell of a game. Although, I I do feel bad for uh, old run CMC, who finally gets back from that high ankle sprain, and now he's out again. He's out again. shoulder injury. I know, I know. That's tough. And it, it, it totally feels like it's the old, see, that's why you don't want to pay the running backs the big money, y'all. <laughs> that's why you don't want to do it. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is, is a hell of a player for sure. But I, for all of the turmoil that they've had in Carolina, the ownership change, the coaching change, um, clearly they have, they've built a foundation. Now, where they go from here, you don't know. But that, if nothing else, that's a team that competes. That's a team that competes. 
And yes. uh, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, going back to that injury he had, that knee injury he had with Minnesota, I mean, at, there was a point in time we didn't think we'd see that dude on a football field ever again. So I think he deserves, like Alex Smith, I think, you know, Bridgewater deserves absolute respect and, you know, some, some football fan love for rehabbing and healing and getting back out there. And there are times that dude, oh, I mean, some of those, some of the times he just sucks it up and takes off and runs. I mean, that that's selling out, dude. Absolutely selling out. And, uh, he, you know, I, I hope he has a great season. I do. Unless, of course, the Panthers play the whiffs, and then I hope they get their ass kicked. Payback for the non-whistle-whistle game. Shannon, you remember that one? Uh, the first hour of a podcast was dedicated to you ranting over that game. Mm-hmm. I remember that game quite well because Penny and I were watching it, and I was like, man, Justin's at this game. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I saw that one. Oh, shit. What the hell just happened? Yeah. Bro, I, I don't even know if I got any, any words that first Mm-mm. hour. That was when I used to have to come to your basement all the time. Yeah, I know. I was pissed. I was pissed. Oh, dude, you were like, I spent $300 on this game, and this <laughs> is the type of BS I get. Like, oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, that, that's when I used to go to, like, uh, you know, I miss going to games. I do. I do. But... It's a tall. It's a. It's well. First of all, it's not the season for it, but at some point, it's a tall order to spend two or three or four hundred dollars going to football games. Man, it's just tough. Uh, By the way, Mm -hmm. Notre Dame is supposed to be a prestigious university, right? Yes. You have to be pretty smart to get in there. No. Allegedly. Now, how do these these people not know how to measure six feet? Because I, I don't think they even had six inches between people when they <laughs> rushed the field. I was sitting there. I, I, I recorded the game. And I watched it this afternoon and tonight. Mm-hmm. And I, I was watching them rush the field. I was going, oh, no. Oh, no. And I, I've seen a couple articles this week. Every freaking student at rush the field has to have a mandatory test. Every player had to. Of course, players got to get mandatory tests anyway. Well, but I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, geez, what about the Clemson players now and the coaches who had all those people run onto the field?" So, a couple of things from that game. Number one, uh, Kelly warned his team. That, you know, he was like, "Be prepared to get off the field quickly," which they did. But in the moment, in the pandemic environment, and I know that. Notre Dame basically has anybody that was any student in attendance had tested negative that week and was clear of any known contact tracing concerns. All right. Okay. So they have some testing to even be able to go to the game. That being said, that being said, aren't you looking at that going, Oh no, (laughs) it's, it was bad right. enough that Justin Turner, like, went, like right, that was bad enough. And and the Dodgers have had positive tests popping around the organization. So, and you, you can't help but think, well, thanks, Justin Turner. And I'm not saying that's fair, <laughs> but you, your mind goes to it, right? So here we are, this great moment for the Irish. And it's so weird to think they're like, okay, you know what, pandemic, we'll join the ACC this year. We're like, why not? What the heck? Let's do it. But to watch that that event unfold, and I I don't I don't necessarily blame the students because they're they're just getting swept up in emotion. But 
Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. That that guy from Notre Dame, uh, Father Jenkins, he's the one that attended the White House event at the Rose Garden that became a super spreader event, right? Right? And so, yeah. you know, I mean, they have they, they have exposure to these issues. Ha, 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 ha. I'm just saying. And, well, you know, there's always exposure with the Catholics. Come on now. Um, <laughs> Father? Exposure? What? <laughs> Whoa. Never. <laughs> I would have thought that was a pack of altar boys out there. Quickly. Oh, no. Yikes. Whoa. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's a, it's a bad look. Okay, all, all jokes aside, it's a terrible look. It's a terrible look. And while I understand the emotion of the moment, um, and I, I, they had the test and they had, tra- they, they had they had stuff leading into that, I get it. But in the moment, man, terrible look. And now you're just going, oh, let, let's hope that that isn't a super spreader event where these kids leave campus and go home for like Thanksgiving and all that stuff. And it's just like, run a party, woo! You know what I mean? Like, there, there's Trevor Lawrence in the crowd, like, trying to get the hell out of there. And there's just, like, a sea of students. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's bananas. Uh, I would ask you this, though. A uh, couple of things, Shannon. Number one, what the hell's up with Clemson's defense? Right? They, they had, uh, well, they got some injuries. They had a lot of people out. Uh, three of their starters were out for that game. And then they had some injuries in the game. So, they were, they were thin to begin with. And uh, it, it was a mass unit by the end. You know, you can only put so many four and five star kids on the field, and if they're all getting injured, and you know, it, it is what it is. And look, you know, and the three stars come in, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then the three stars come in and screw it all up. I mean, yeah, look at that. Look, I I was really impressed with their quarterback. Who Ian Book? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, the Clemson, Clemson guy. Clemson's guy. Ukulele. Say that again. Ukulele. Yes. <laughs> I just remember Big Cinco from one of the uh, things that they were nicknaming him. So yeah. uh, that kid, that, that kid's legit. I, mean, I it, mean, that's a big ask of a freshman, right? I mean, it's, that's a big ask. I mean, anytime you go on the road against Notre Dame, um, and, and coincidentally, this mm-hmm. – it was in, uh, within a week of the uh, 93 game where Florida State, who was number one, went to South Bend against Notre Dame, who I think, believe, was number two in the quote-unquote game of the century at the time. And the uh, Irish ended up winning that one by seven. Guess who the Irish played the following week? Who? Boston College. Mm. And they lost. Well, Guess well, who the Irish play this week? Boston College? They do. How about that? How about Hashtag that? Hashtag trap game. Yep. So it, it's just funny. Like, you have the game of the century 27 years apart, and the next week your opponent is Boston College after you get that big emotional win. That's pretty wild. And uh, I believe it's in BC. Let me, let me double check that real quick. But, I mean, that always seems to be the case a lot of times, even whether it's college or pro, that mm-hmm. hold that letdown game where – I mean, we saw the Steelers almost had themselves a letdown game. They definitely, they definitely had the trap oh, game. Oh, dude, I, I had them in the survival, uh, survival Ooh. pool. 
Oh, so you were sweating bullets then. Bruh. Well, I, <laughs> the other person left didn't even pick a game, so I, I won by default. But still, the Steelers ended up winning. But geez, Yeah, you, you survived. Made me uh, sweat bullets there. <laughs> Side note, um, two, uh, two things. Number one, we, we got a lot of games getting delayed. Or uh, hopefully not totally canceled, but there's obviously issues with games this weekend. LSU Alabama is one of them, but yep. there's there's four big ones. Ohio State's game against Maryland is canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game is at Boston College, by the way. How about so that? Same as 27 years ago. So uh, you know the the old Rona roller coaster is I mean, that ride. People haven't gotten off this ride yet. Four SEC games are canceled this week. Uh, yep. The Ohio State game. Yep. Of course, everybody's worried about the Navy game. Just kidding. <laughs> so, so I guess some of this turns into a question of, uh, you know, since Notre Dame is part of the ACC this year, uh, we could conceivably get a title game rematch. Could be kind of good. Uh, and by conceivably, we will. I, I'm just saying, in all likelihood, right? I mean. <laughs> If if Virginia Tech can't get past Liberty, I'm just saying, <laughs> Liberty, Liberty. Um, How about not calling the stupid timeout, dude? Right before the field goal, dude. Attempt? Dude, that was one of my favorite parts of uh, you know SVP does the bad beats, right? Yeah, yes. And that that was one of my favorite parts of the bad beats segment was just them talking about this game because like the total was 68, and in the fourth quarter. Uh, they had 41 points with about 10 minutes, 10 and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Oh my God. 41. The total was 68, 17 points away. Right. And tech was also minus 700 on the money line. Okay. So you have a point explosion in the fourth quarter. You got a muffed Hokies punt sets up a Liberty touchdown. You have a, a Virginia tech touchdown with a two point conversion to tie it up 28, 28. The Hokies end up letting Liberty walk in for a touchdown with under two minutes, right? 35, 28. The Hokies just roll right down the field. They get a touchdown, 35-35, 52 seconds left. So they've just, you know, they end up obliterating the total. Right. Liberty goes for the game-winning field goal, a 59-yard field goal. The Hokies freaking block that damn thing, and they run it back for what should be a walk-off touchdown. Except Fuentes called a timeout. (laughs) Dude. Dude. Dude, that is cold. Then Liberty goes ahead and picks up, you know, eight yards and bangs to a 51-yard field goal for the win. I mean, just... That was smart. That was really smart. It was. those few extra yards. That was incredible. That was incredible. You know, if the kid's kicking a 59-yarder, I'm not giving them any extra time to think about it. Like, good. You kick a 59-yarder on me, then you deserve to win. Man, I, I got it's one of my least favorite NFL strategies that's you know obviously filtered on the college. I, I hate I hate the timeout for the kick. I hate it. I hate it like when it's right right before the snap. Yes, like I mean, to me, like, if if you want to freeze the kicker, just call a timeout, man. Don't let yeah, them get just, a warm up kick. Don't let them kick it. If you're gonna call the timeout, it should be before they snap the effing ball. You know what I mean? Like done. Right? Yeah, Just done. Once the play's going, if you didn't get it in before they snapped the ball, it ought to be, like, tough for you. Too bad. I absolutely despise the way that they do those. 
you want to freeze the kicker and let him hang out out there, just you know, go ahead, tweet, call the timeout, call today, man. Um, but if if you you know if if you like the flip side of that, which is ha ha, you got effed by the call. So if you're a Liberty fan or just want to laugh at Fuentes and the Hokies, well, you get that. That's a pretty heinous bad beat, though. It's heinous, and it's uh, the line. I believe was Liberty plus seven. Sounds about right. I'd have to go back to it. But I, I, I was kicking myself that I didn't tell these that before the uh, the game started to go ahead and bet that one because I, I, dude, I think it was six and a half. I was like, oh, Liberty's going to cover that. I figured mm-hmm. it'd be a field goal game one way or the other. And uh, sure enough. Sure enough. Sure enough. Sure enough. Wild over there. Uh, also, by the way, a random side note. We don't talk about a lot of racing here, but I, I will give a tip of the cap to Chase Elliott. Uh, started in the rear of the field due to uh, two failed pre-race inspections, and he had to win at Martinsville to even be in the race, the NASCAR uh, Cup Series finale at Phoenix. Uh, that dude made up 35 positions in 47 laps during Stage 1. That is, God dang. That's ridiculous, by the way. Elliott ends up taking a checkered flag, wins his first NASCAR title, and... I'm of the age that I remember, like, you know, awesome Bill from Dawsonville kind of deal. You know, and I was an Earnhardt guy. Uh, not junior, senior. That was my driver. I love, I loved, uh, you know, Dale Earnhardt. That was my dude. Um, but it, I thought it was phenomenal to see the post-race embrace um, of Chase Elliott and Bill Elliott. I thought that was great. I thought that was great. He's the third youngest driver to win the championship, and it's the third father and son pair to win the Cup Series. It was uh, Lee and Richard Petty, Ned and Dale Jarrett, and now Bill and Chase Elliott. So, tip of the cap to him. Uh, enjoy the moment. That was uh, that was some damn fine driving, right there. Uh, also, one of one of the uh, one of my favorites. Little birthday wish today. Uh, going out to Tanya Harding, turning fifty. Fifty. <laughs> fifty. <laughs> turning fifty. So I hope somebody delivered some billy clubs to her house just for good just oh, for good measure. She can bust my kneecaps anytime. Oh, oh Lord, what man. <laughs> Talk about making you feel old though. It's just like fifty. Damn. Fifty. Well, Lillehammer was a long time ago, y'all. <laughs> Ninety-two. That's a long time ago, man. Eddie. Yeah. I loved I Tanya. I don't know if, if y'all watched that. I thought it was great, by the way. That was a hoot, but it, that might be more enjoyable if you actually lived through the Harding Kerrigan shenanigans, which obviously we did. But uh, I Tanya was good, but Tanya Harding turning fifty, woo! God, that's weird. That's weird. Anyway, uh, Matt, resident Hokies fan, how'd you feel about that Liberty game, huh? I'm on the fire Fuentes train. I thought he needed to Are go you? last season. Oh God, yes. <laughs> So, I, I I mean, I really haven't been following much college this year. Kind of been more casual observer. Yeah. Um, I know they're a young team, and they got some growing to do. And that defense just ain't what it used to be without Bud there. No. No. I I don't know that Fuentes is the answer. I mean, it, no. this, this, is a, this is a tough year to really evaluate things. But it just – it almost feels like he's had enough – he's gotten enough years under his belt. And it's, it's hard to follow up a – at least, uh, I mean, realistically, you think Hokies, you think Frank Beamer. 
you know, oh, you, yeah. th- you think Beamer Ball. You think defense special teams. And, you know, that, that that's it's hard to follow up your proverbial school legend. So it's a tall task. But it, it just... I, I can't say I have confidence that it's going to turn around and work out. No. With him there. So... Um, Shannon, uh, back to college football, since we're chatting about that, I got to tell you this to me, I know we've got all kinds of weird playoff contingency plans, right? The NFL has one, obviously the NBA had the bubble, we had the shortened MLB season. So flexibility has been really important. And one of the reasons it's important is to preserve revenue. And look, Mm -hmm. we, they may not always talk about that front and center, but realistically, Revenue is a driver of a lot of these things. Yep. Let's be honest. In this particular college football season, would it not be incredible to have a one-off 18 playoff? Please and thank you. I mean, wouldn't it be great? Because this, yeah. this this year is weird. You're going to have games get canceled or delayed. And, you know, clearly the Pac-12 missed, missed the boat uh, by delaying their season. I'm not – look – a lot of people and a lot of organizations have had to make weird adjustments and try to figure things out on the fly with the Rona. But starting so late, it looks like it's going to come back to bite the Pac-12 in the ass. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. But that being said... A lot. <clears throat> a lot. But that being said, one of the things that could serve as a little bit of a... Not necessarily a workaround, but kind of a an acknowledgement of how unusual this year is and to give, you know, a little bit of additional flexibility would be to expand the playoffs. I'm all for it. So, so no argument that you're just like, no, it's a great idea. Boom. Go. I, I think it should be eight regardless, but you know, at, at six, I don't, I get the four, um, six would be, I think good depending on the year eight, you know, it's, it's three weeks. Yeah. Boom, boom, and boom. Um, especially this year. Cause you know, you get, you we're supposed to get a really good matchup on Saturday with uh, Tua's little brother at Maryland versus mm-hmm. Ohio state, which I, I think would have been a lot of fun to see. Uh, Maryland has surprised a lot of people this year with how quickly they've turned at least looking and turning around. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields just looks fantastic, by the way. I, I, I think that kid pretty much, as long as he doesn't screw it up, uh, he should probably win the Heisman. Alabama looks really damn good. Uh, they're not going to play this weekend because LSU's got the corona. LSU does uh, not look very good, by the way. No, but um, oh, wait. Coach, Coach O had something to say? Coach, oh. O's, call, Coach O's calling in. Coach O, Coach O, what do you have to say about Alabama, man? Come on, roll tide, right? Roll tide, Bama, go. We're going to beat the ass every time they see us. Oh, you understand that? Yes, sir. Roll tide, what? Fuck you. Yeah! <laughs> Rona uh, tide, what? That's what he ought to be saying. Rona tide. Rona tide, what? Alabama's Bradley. got the best set of receivers in the nation, but Clemson is not that far behind. Who is that dude from UVA that's with Atlanta? Zachas? What's that guy's name? Yeah, Ozekius or Zekius. something. I picked him up once earlier in fantasy. And dude. He did. And 
course he didn't do anything and now of course he goes off you gotta gotta wait till ridley's out and then that dude is just money (laughs) yeah well he's way more playing time for sure well atlanta's got a bye week and then ridley will be back so yeah that playing time's going bye-bye mad may what are you gonna do hey come on uh, look college football you gotta look out for indiana baby come on Uh, well (laughs) they they may sneak if they do Maybe we should just start petitioning for the 18 playoff. At this and Northwestern. Point. Come on, man. Northwestern and Indiana. Let's roll. Well, Indiana's <laughs> is looking pretty darn good. Uh, not going to lie. Uh, well, Michigan looks like a dumpster fire at this point. I think Harbaugh's just done. If you're a Michigan fan, how disappointed do you have to be with the Harbaugh era? I mean, let's be honest. You know. Looks good. Sounded good. Nope. Yeah. You know, we we probably figure out how a lot of women feel when they see a guy. Oh, um, it's probably like uh, what's the what's the movie Grown Ups, where they're they're at the theme park and they see this this really hot dude, and he's like, talking in his really high voice, Saskatchewan. Oh God! And they're like, um, we're good. <laughs> well, I mean, it's very not. Not every coaching position, but Michigan's one of those coaching positions where you are not graded so much on what you do in the bowl season, but if you beat Ohio State or not. Right, and he has not been. Well, they did they lose to Michigan State earlier this year? Michigan State is a dumpster fire. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Um, come on, man. I mean, Indiana. Indiana is. They're they've got a, they're kind of like Minnesota last year. They've got a lot of seniors, senior class. Uh, established they're really trying to make a breakthrough now dude even antoine randall l is impressed with indiana right yes you know what i'm saying um nobody penn else state, made- <laughs> i was gonna say because like they beat penn state now penn state just uh to de- tonight they mm-hmm. one of their star running backs he hasn't played at all this year but he mm-hmm. had to retire oh uh, due to a heart condition but like his last game Last year, he went 16, 202, and two touchdowns. So he was a really, really good running back. So that's obviously him losing him was a hit to the program, and they just have not played well whatsoever. So yeah. I, I, may, maybe we take a grain of salt with Indiana because they've played Penn State and uh, Michigan, who are kind of on the decline a little bit. A little bit. Um, a lot but, of it. You know what? You can only play who's on your schedule, and you know if you're the Big Ten, you, the conferences can only play conference games this year. I know, I know. Um, There's some limitations, but you know, it, I would say if you want to do the red, like the revenue thing, and if you truly want a true playoff, it would be eight teams. Uh, Cincinnati's looking good. You know, that's a that's an at-large team that absolutely deserves to get in there as long as they can stay undefeated uh it, it just for whatever reason this this year's playoff just i just have no it just doesn't get me just excited about it you're not feeling um, like hans and franz we want to pump you up you're not feeling yeah that? you know just i i enjoy watching the games I just, I just don't know if this is the year for a playoff. I really like. I would love to see the eighteen playoff. You know me. I, I love. I live college football each Saturday. You know, there's, there's nothing better than on a 
Saturday night to throw on my projector screen, sit in the garage, drink, throw a few back, and, uh, you know, just watch some football. Yeah. I mean, God, I love that. But I halfway wonder if an obstacle might be that if you do the eight, that people will expect that to be the case going forward. And so they, there'd be hesitation with doing it. There would have to be language right, stating that this is a one-time deal. Now, granted, I mean, we've talked about this in years past. I mean, I, I think a 16 playoff would be great because you I get... I think you most... Give, you I'm give, sorry to cut you off No, there, it's okay. Go ahead. Most years, six teams is ideal because, mm-hmm. I mean, once you get to like seven, eight, nine or ten, you know, you're... Well, nine, ten, unlikely. Forget about it. Uh, you know, seven, seven, eight, depending on the year. Right. Um, sometimes it's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that would be great. And then other years you're just kind of like, eh. Well, yeah, but at least then you settled it on the field. Right. I mean, at least and, you settled on the field. You know, part of the concern with college football is, is you know, this comes up in conversations, is just traveling and getting yeah. fans in the stands. Well, you know what? You probably don't have to worry about that so much this year. Exactly. So, that's, that's the one thing you yeah. don't have to worry about this year. And, you know, if if the NCAA had any sense, which, you know, let's don't, let's don't get our hopes no. up too much here. But if the NCAA had any sense and they said, hey, we don't have to worry about fans, let's try and see what this would look like. Hmm. Yeah, I just I just think that it would be nice to have that flexibility given the, you know, obviously the, the challenges of the season, the variance between certain conferences, and then the limitations that some teams have and some conferences have uh, playing other opponents. Doing like an 18 playoff would not only be a revenue driver and a ratings driver, um, but it would uh, it would give the NCAA a certain degree of flexibility to basically include some teams that maybe wouldn't normally get you know included and be part of it. Whether that's a conference issue, whether they're at large, whatever. This would be one of those years where you go, hey, stuff is so bananas. And there's obviously going to be teams that play fewer games than others because they lose them or they get canceled or their conference doesn't have whatever. There's going to be just be weird things. And that's a way to say, well, let's just, you know, spread out the hit, if you will, and, you know, get a couple more teams in and go. Settle it on the field. Settle it on the field. I think this to me is a great year to settle it on the field. And eight teams, I don't think you can go past eight. I don't think you can do that, but no, it, no. It, and and like if you if it was an eighteen playoff today, who would it be, or who do you think would make the cut? That well, I mean, you know, Clemson's in Bama, uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson, uh, Cincinnati's there. I think Cincinnati and BYU are your two at-large teams that mm-hmm. would make it. And then I think at that point you start looking at, um, you know, there's a couple SEC teams that are pretty good, Texas A&M and Florida, you could argue. Uh, Miami is 6-1. and one. I mean, I'm not I, – I, I think they're a pretender at this point. 
Uh, Indiana's undefeated in the Big Ten. Oregon, I think, is the big is the Pac-12 team to look out for. Uh, Oklahoma State, Coastal Carolina is seven and zero, and you know their coach was on Jim Rome show, and I heard him talk, and he got me fired up. Um, Good. That would be kind of like a fun, you know. Hey, let's get Coastal Carolina, a team you never thought Come would on, be man. in the playoffs. Give, give me like, Coastal Carolina and, and Liberty. Let's roll. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I mean, Liberty seven and zero, Coastal Carolina seven and zero. We could have a playing game. Like that would be a. I'm, they're both undefeated. Let, it would be fun. I I just you know I would like to believe that in in the proverbial cliched unprecedented season, you know, find find a way to help the colleges recoup some money. And if you, I know part of the argument is it's too hard for fans to go to all these games. Well, that's probably not in the equation for right now anyway exactly and that's that's like where you can come up with the imagination and have some fun with it like i've i've come to the real realization that rankings are merely for the week-to-week uh ratings mm-hmm. for tv what took you so oh long? hey we have these two highly ranked teams you should watch that's you know such a I've, flawed system it is and it, you're gonna get like you know, they had earlier this year, you know, Miami Clemson. And I was like, Clemson's going to just smoke them. And they did. Clemson, Bama, and Ohio State are the three best teams in the country, mm-hmm. at, at bar none. Yeah, you can throw Notre Dame in there because they, they caught Clemson at a good time. I, I, you know, they're that next level. Mm-hmm. They they And they could be up there with them. I just – Clemson had a lot of injuries. Trevor Lawrence didn't play, so – uh, the old asterisks on that one. We'll see them again for the ACC championship and see how it how it goes next time. Well, with Notre Dame though, too, you got to figure over the years it's just tradition. It's that's just something about Notre Dame that they always get featured on NBC. I mean, how many schools do you know actually get basically a, a TV station devoted solely to them for the most part? Well, I, I think there's a little bit of a glad-handed. Uh, Couple but, you know, people. but you know what I mean? It doesn't matter how good or bad they are, they're always going to be featured. They've been featured on NBC ever since I can remember. Right. Like I, yeah, I mean, that's that goes way back. I mean, way uh-huh. back before. I mean, right. I mean, that that's a college football team that has a, a legitimate national following. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we can see how things play out, but you know, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State. For me, those are the three. I guess the point is you can readily fill an 18 bracket with some stalwarts, right? Yeah. And then a couple of up and comers, and you go, that's going to be an interesting playoffs. You got some teams that maybe people aren't, you know, has some at large, not as familiar with. Give them a shot. Give them a shot. You got nothing to lose. I mean, you know, throw Liberty in there, throw Coastal Carolina in there. Well, you got to finish out the season, but. Right. But, I mean, all things considered, like, or Cincinnati and a BYU who are also both undefeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, BYU's got a pro uh, uh, quarterback pros- uh, prospect that you could, yeah, hey, this guy's going to be in the first round of the draft, you know, and, that gives people a chance to take a look at them. And 
hell, have some fun with it. You don't have to go by records. You could just do a drawing, a random drawing, like the NBA draft lottery. Yikes. Start picking team names. These two are going to match up. These two will match up. These two will match up. And then those two will match up. Mm-hmm. Have some fun with it. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's for my money, it's it's, it's just – I'm I'm just thankful we have any football this year. No, I hear you. Kind of a lost season. Throw some imagination in there. Why not? <laughs> you know, I mean, you want to be a national champion? Go prove it. I just think a little extra flexibility would be nice. Yes, I but, agreed. Yeah, th- this this year. Though I can certainly see some of the potential concerns that others would, you know, focus in on, but well, the kids don't have to go to class; they can do that virtually. That's true. <laughs> That's true. The old uh, they have to be in class. <laughs> no, no, they don't. No, I mean, no, not, they don't. Not if they go to UNC, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Baylor really. Hay one hundred and one. Yeah, that's right. Not really kidding. Kidding, not kidding. Well, look, man, um, we need to start wrapping up a couple of different things as we're, uh, you know, homing in on 2 o'clock. Um, so let's shift back to the NFL. Uh, Shannon, before we do that, any kind of wrap-up, broad, or, you know, whatever kind of college thoughts, game-specific, college football, any of that stuff? You know, that was uh, – you got to give credit where it's due. Uh, Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. You know, had some mistakes. It wasn't a perfect game, but, you know, they stuck with it and, and they ended up beating Clemson at home. Clemson had won, I think, 36 consecutive regular season games. And um, I just, but, I, have, I have one question for you. Sure. Do you think they uh, covered the spread with their post field celebration? Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Hashtag it, facts. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Hey, time you don't want the spread covered. I'm taking. I'm taking the. I'm taking the over. Yeah. Uh, that, that, the, the, the next thing is how many Rona positive tests are coming up. Yeah. yeah. But hopefully none. Hopefully none. Hopefully not. That's that's probably um, overly optimistic, but hopefully none. Mm-hmm. And, and just the, the sheer number of SEC games canceled this week. A lot. You know, four, yeah. Four games, eight teams. As of this of, recording. Yeah, as of this recording. You know, come on, people. Wear your damn mask. Wash your hands. Try to maintain distance as much as possible. I know it's not 100% most of the time or some of the time, but dang, on, man. Come on. Dang, gone. Who who used to say dad gummit? Was that Bobby Bowden? Sounds right. Hell dad... Philip Rivers still says it. Well yeah, <laughs> he says that when his wife is pregnant. Dad gummit. <laughs> Whoa. Again? Yikes. <laughs> What's he on like thirteen? I don't, I don't know. know. He's so. got a he's got a football team. Yeah, he can feel he can feel his own offense, no problem. <laughs> Your offense is offensive. Well, I mean, clearly the wife's not playing defense at that point, right? 
I mean, God, I almost spit out my beer. I'm just saying, she just got, letting anything through the hole. I mean, it's a baker's dozen. Oh. Up. It's a it's it's a baker's dozen up in there. You know what I'm saying? No goalie. She pulled the goalie. Yeah, she pulled the goalie. I mean, I hope they have stock and slip and slide. Is all I'm saying. Oh, God. <laughs> it's up. It's good. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey, now. Ain't no wide right there. Uh, right down the middle. <laughs> poker, hey, uh, salute a clock real quick. Poker in the front, liquor in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> Old Big Johnson shirts. Uh, you, you know what's funny? When we were, we, were in the, uh, we were in the Outer Banks a couple of weeks ago, and we actually ended up having a late night, saucy, beer-consuming conversation about Big Johnson shirts because uh, one of the uh, one of our friends that was there had never seen them. Oh my! Gosh. And we were like, you know, if, if you're I don't know if you're 25, it's one thing, but if you're in your 40s, you're like, how do you not remember like coed naked insert whatever right? Oh yeah, coed naked volleyball <laughs> or Big Johnson or. I mean, the Big Johnson stuff was ubiquitous. That crap was everywhere. And so we had this long conversation about Big Johnson shirts, brew through, and we started looking up Big Johnson shirts <laughs> in, like, Google and just pulling them. And she was like, oh, what? It was great. <laughs> it was great. I mean, if your backwoods Kentucky ass knew what that knew what that stuff was, how did this person not know? I don't get Bruh, it. I'm just saying, like we we had access to nothing, and I saw those all the time. Mr. Ducks, Peace Frogs, Big Johnson, Coed Naked, and there was some stupid one with a dog, big dogs. I don't I don't know some crap. Salty dog? Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't think it was that, but I think you were closer with Big Dog or something. I mean, I had a Spuds McKenzie shirt back in the day. Oh, dude. Dude, I I had a Spuds McKenzie shirt in sixth grade. I can't believe I wore a Bud Light shirt to to middle school. Um, True story, by the way. Mine said, said, turn out the lights, the party's over, or something like that on it. Mine was the original party animal, Spuds McKenzie. Yeah. That's funny. (laughs) I had the one where Spuds McKenzie was like on skis. Oh, and, nice! Yeah, and and I got in trouble for it. I, I didn't understand why. <laughs> it, I guess it didn't really register with me that I was basically wearing a shirt about alcohol. Didn't mean anything to me, but I just like the dog. dog. I mean, it does t-shirt. now. It's it cool then. looking. Yeah, I I thought it was funny. Yeah, I thought it was right. funny. Those damn advertisers, many rope you in as kids. <sighs> Fuckers. <laughs> All them damn Big Johnson t-shirts that got banned from school. Yeah, dude, I, I just do it. We just did a Google image shirt, uh, Google image search on shirts. Although I guess technically that was a Google image shirts. I guess that is true. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> one big, that's messed up. You've been drinking. That's like a tough combo to say, man. That's tricky. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a tough one. Um. But I mean, there's there's tons of them. You wouldn't believe how many different variations of Big Johnson shirts. I mean, there's a ton, ton of those things. Uh, anyway, we do need to wrap up some NFL thoughts. So let's go ahead and do some quick hitters, and then we need to wrap up and get out of here. 
Okay. Then number one, kudos to uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, man, uh, dropping that 44-34 victory <laughs> and a little bit of an ass whooping. I mean, let's be honest uh, on the Seattle Seahawks. Um, we've given the Seahawks some gloss while well, Russell Wilson in particular here. We were talking about, this was our other fail, Shannon. We were talking about the Russell Wilson nonstick cookware. Well, not this week, <laughs> not this week, dude. Uh, Wilson turned the ball over four times oh, and got no. sacked five times. Ridiculous. Russ wasn't cooking. No, he was not cooking. He was cooking turds. Um, as <laughs> trying the, out some MREs. Yeah. Right. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> Bringing back military memories. Oh, yeah. Uh, Josh Allen, by the way, 31 of 38, 415 yards, three touchdowns, and he ran for another one. Uh, Russell Wilson threw for 390, but five sacks and two picks. So gross. But when you think about it, this is what we're getting out of the Bills. Either we get good Josh Allen or we get bad Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. This week we got good Josh Allen, but he also had good protection too. He the offensive line gave him time. And that's been the problem for the Seahawks all season long is not getting pressure on the quarterback. That defense is so god awful for for what Seattle usually stands for. Yes. You know, gone are the days of the Legion of Boom uh, and what we're out. getting is the Legion of Shit. So when if you can score 35 40 points on these guys you're gonna beat them pretty much nine times out of ten more than likely fun factoid this is the fourth time in eight games that seattle has given up at least 397 passing yards think about that the average for the season is 362 that's terrible cam cam newton struggling ass through for (laughs) nearly 400 against them but that was before he ha- he ended up getting the Rona, and he was actually playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Ever since he came back from getting the Rona, he hasn't really been as productive as he was prior to that. Well, at, at least until he played the Jets. Well, I, I will give Seattle a little, some credit here. I mean, yes, they gave up 44 points, but they did sack Josh Allen seven times. Mm-hmm. We're also looking at Josh Allen, a quarterback who likes to run, but also holds the ball a little too long. That's something that's always been something with him. Correct. That's been a bugaboo. Yeah, it's been a bugaboo of his, but, you know, and I'm going to do it, Justin, just to see him be able to shake that off and lead his team to victory. Come on, man. You know what's sad is I queued up all kinds of stuff. You know what, what video I didn't have ready to go? Oh my goodness. That's all right. I'm just making up making it up for you, McGuffin. Shake it off. Man, it's too bad Jeffrey Tubin didn't do that. Flip the lid, dummy. Christ Almighty! Shut oh the... God, that image is about as bad as D Stat and Donk with the brokini. I mean, come on, you, f- <laughs> you fat jacker, do it right. What the hell? Just call him a fat jacker. Yeah, fat jacker. Yeah. What the hell, man? Bruh, that's, that's a new one, and I like it. What the fuck, dude? Go rub one out in the bathroom when you take a dump. I mean, something. 
Don't mean. do it again yeah, because the smell is such a turn on. Yeah, but no. look, I'm just saying, man, there's got to be all kinds of other outlets. For... Just, you know, it's like Chris Rock used to say in one of his stand ups get a little jerk before work. Get a little jerk before work. Not in the middle of the Zoom call. Can't uh-uh. do it. Can't do Can't it. Do it. No. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> you can try to do it. Your ass going to get fired. Uh, Bill O'Reilly would like to weigh in on that. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly knows all about that. I can find Bill. Hey, Bill, what's up, man? That's tomorrow, and that is it. Again, five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a... I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! <laughs> God, he gets so pissed. He's <laughs> <laughs> so pissed. I mean, Chin, you could have gone another way with that, you know. I, I, think Je- I, I think Jeffrey Tubin was channeling his inner Leroy Jenkins on that one, right? <laughs> Actually, technically speaking, I think it was Leroy Jerkins. <laughs> just saying nice and see Shen, he could have been like how <laughs> how <laughs> well <laughs> too bad how? how how do you fuck yourself oh, no. <laughs> I mean right because I mean that's what that really was just saying. Uh, how do you yourself? How? <laughs> I'm just saying. How do you fuck how that up and not turn your up? camera off? How do you fuck that up? Yeah, he deserved that shot. <laughs> Nasty. Hey, uh, Justin, I thought yeah. you were going to try to get Randy triggered. Well, I, I thought the denim uh, uh, brocini would be enough to get Randy triggered. But okay. Oh, just, that's just... what that was. Yeah, yeah well, well, I, I mean, think... I, I figured by the time I stuck in the chat and you were looking at denim man ass. Denim I, dongs. Denim dongs. <laughs> I, thought... I think if you hadn't warned me that it was possible that was coming. Yeah, yeah maybe... no, I know. Yeah. I know. I hear you. It's all good. It, I've, I've almost said it a few different times on different things, so you're, yeah. you know, that's okay. I don't, I don't really have anything else saved that that might that might do that. So, you, you know. never know. Shannon could do something dumb that it, could trigger me. All right, Shannon, t- feel free. I mean, do denim dongs doesn't do it. I don't know what denim dongs. <laughs> Yikes! Damn, oh, damn dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. uh, Where the hell is your brain? On that note, um, I was just trying to get you to say something, bro. So fun fun factoid fun factoid for the for the uh, Bill Seahawks game number one it's the most points the Seahawks have allowed since two thousand nine wow. long time uh, best nine game starts for the Bills in the last thirty years eight and one in nineteen ninety eight and one in nineteen ninety one seven and two in nineteen ninety two seven and two in nineteen ninety three and yes if you hmm. said all four years they went to the Super Bowl and lost. <laughs> You are correct, sir. So 2020, we shall see. But a, a, a great start for them. Great start. Great start for Buffalo. I work with a couple of Bills fans. And they are 
just so happy. They were thrilled with that victory, but they're so happy with what that team is this year. Good. Good for them. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm happy for them. I mean, I mean, I guess I could say they're kind of like my second team because they were my dad's team. So I always try oh. to, I always try to be positive with them, but you know. Well, so then I'll, I will send like... you a VHS tape that I have of the Redskins kicking the Bills' asses in wow. 1991. <laughs> You, good sir, are an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for good measure. It's also available on YouTube. You can watch the Bills. I'm sure it is. Suck fat ass against oh, Dallas. That was, like, that was like the most against improbable Super Bowl run for any team that I can think of to go four straight years and can't win the fucking game. Dude. They should have won it that first year, but. Scud Norwood. I mean, Scott Norwood. Had I swear to God, if they had gotten that fucking field goal, I think they would have won at least one more of those. You know, you know, you might be right. Yeah, no, I, right. I absolutely believe that. Had they gotten one of them, I think it would it would be a whole different deal. They should have beaten the Giants. Shoulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Right, because the other the other games weren't even close. Because Dallas blew them out twice, and and. Uh, Washington beat them by oh, 13. Yeah, but I mean the Redskins beat their ass. They they got points late that didn't matter. The Redskins beat their beat their ass. That that was a great and as far as I'm concerned, criminally historically underrated Redskins team. They were fucking incredible that year. Yeah. They were incredible that year. And you know the Bills were a good squad, man. But it, you, they just they kept running into juggernauts, other than the Giants. But you couldn't help but feel bad because I mean, you, Bruce Smith, Andre Reid, Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, all not getting a ring from the from the some of those four teams. Well, it, it, weren't the Bills the original missing rings like thing on ESPN? Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> One day, I don't know. I don't know if this is your year, Buffalo. Not saying that, but it's a good squad. They're going to be entertaining, and they're going to be a tough out. So I mean, they push. They push. I was going to say they push Kansas City. Sorry to cut you off, Randy. No, you're fine. I mean, as long as Allen keeps uh, developing and and getting, you know, getting better, and the fact that he's already as good as he is. I mean, obviously, he's not, you know, Mahomes or, but I would. He'll never be Mahomes, but he, he he does other things. Yeah, you know, Allen is go Lamar ahead. Jackson-esque, maybe, because you know, he is a mobile quarterback, but he's also got a cannon on him that's just um, – I think he's a mix of Mahomes yeah. and Jackson. Like, he can run like – well, he can run like Jackson runs, just not as fast, but he's also <laughs> got a cannon fast. like Mahomes does. Yeah, I, no, Allen has a, a freaking – just launcher for sure and no doubt about that and when he gets time and like mm-hmm. just about any quarterback he's just as good as anybody and yep. can thread the needle with the best of them and he's gotten a lot better this offseason mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he has and moments where he's incredible for sure go ahead shannon we'll see but it also helps to have stefan Diggs uh mm-hmm. the third two we bet so well, and that's clearly what he was missing last year yeah, yeah. there'll be an interesting follow over the course of the season I don't have any ill. I don't have like any rooting interest against the Bills, and I know so many Bills fans. It would be it would be kind of cool if they could actually deliver. Matter of fact, I work with some Bills fans that I guarantee you, like, should they win the Super Bowl, they would be up at Orchard Park. 
That team had been bad for so long. The I fact know. that they're actually decent now is great. Because it, it invokes memories of the 90s Bills where mm-hmm. teams are – that's when, you know, one of the best times of the NFL, the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. the way I look at it. Of course, that's when, obviously when we grew up and wa- we're watching the games. So of course, to me, that's going to be some of the best football we've ever seen. A little bit of nostalgia there. Yeah. But it's good football. I think there's legitimate upside with the Bills, with Allen. We'll see how that plays out. Happy for him. But it, I th- part of that, the really big thing of that is uh, the Seahawks defense just doing them in. I mean, Pete Carroll just signed his extension, but that's nice and all. But, man, the Seahawks defense, it's going to F them. Extension it, 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 or not, if you don't have the talent on the other side of the ball, yeah, you can sit there and score 35, 40 points, but if you can't prevent the other team from doing the same thing. I, I hear you. How- I hear you. But come on, man. Yeah, you can't have a defense that's that that leaky. Did Jamal Adams play in that game at all? He did. Wow. Him and uh, Pete Carroll almost got into an altercation on the sideline too during that game. <laughs> well, that's, that, that can sometimes be a good thing. Just two guys caring. Mm-hmm. It depends on the uh, of course what the conversation was, but yeah. you know that that could be just a. We all know uh, my thoughts on Seattle, so you don't have to really ask. Uh, you you <laughs> love to see chickens. I mean, the Seahawks. They're your favorites. <clears throat> Fuck them. Anyway. Um... Oh, we played Alex Trebek again. <laughs> Speaking of young quarterbacks, uh, dude, I feel so bad for Herbert. Oh, my God. The Chargers dude. always find ways to lose. Chargers are going to charge her, man. Yeah, but Herbert looks he, he looks that like the kid, truth. Man. He looks like the truth. Justin, do you want to trade him by any chance since you got Rogers? <laughs> since I lost Dak for the season. Shin's like, come on, man. I'm in third place. If you wanna like throw chubs at me, we can talk, man. I'll think about that. When's the deadline? Sunday? I don't. I uh. I have the deadline probably as late as it as Yahoo will allow it. All right, I'll so, think about that. Cause I I've got um, I got a lot of depth, so um I can yeah, I can move. Yeah, I do. Bro, my team is good, man. Ain't no bullshit. My team is good. I looked at both your rosters and went, fuck, because I'm trying to see if I could find a way of getting a running back. But hey, there ain't no running backs out there, dude. No, ain't, ain't, the, there are no running backs, man. Teams. I'm like. Hey, so uh, anybody uh, on my team you might like? <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, shit, I don't have anybody. Especially when I look at your team, Justin. I'm like, shit, there's there's no holes. This is bullshit. <laughs> nope. If, if my t- if my team's rolling, dude, I mean, they're, they're you know, I, I, fantasy is, it, it, we all love our own fantasy leagues and our own fantasy teams, and you don't want to talk about other people's crap. I, I was looking at my team the other week. And I'm like, man, there's got to be some running back I can trade for, right? And then I looked around at everybody. I'm like, no, everybody only has like one really good running back, and then it's a bunch of like, <laughs> everybody's yeah, in the, I, I that everybody, ladder category. Everybody's in the same boat. The one thing I looked out on is I am in like I've covered all my positions. I have, I have two good quarterbacks. I have two good tight ends. I've got Dalvin Cook, and then I've got okay stuff at, at running like but i'm super deep at wide receiver i'm incredibly deep at wide receiver i mean like filthy deep and uh so i know i'm good 
Like, I can run through the rest of the year with the roster I have, and I am A-okay. So, because if something happens to Rodgers, I got Herbert. And he'll he'll put up points. Yeah, I'll put this out there for just you two, since uh, Matt's already asleep. Is he? I, yeah, he's he's gone. Um, I have enough depth at wide receiver. I may be willing to part with Tyree Kill if I get the right running back. Just saying. You know, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't even know what it would take to make that trade. But anyway, <laughs> we will continue the fantasy conversation outside of the podcast because, uh, yeah, yeah, Shannon, we we might be able to work something out, but uh, we don't, we have a, sh- a small window. Okay. Although I'd be effed, obviously, if uh, if Rogers went down, I'd be screwed. But, well, uh, I would do probably like a two for two. Like I would throw in like Cousins, just so you'd have a backup. I will not have Kirk Cousins on my damn team. Are you? Right. What kind of bullshit? I will reject your trade on principle. If you include Kirk Cousins in any capacity, I will lock your fucking team. Dude, who who damn. would be your backup if Rodgers gets hurt? Not damn. Kirk, goddamn Cousins. You want Drew Locke instead? I mean, that's that's my two quarterbacks right now because I, I had Dak. I know, I know. You got gone. host. You got host. So, you know, Dak was rolling, and then right, dude, he you, got rolled. You were you were killing it with Dak. You were killing it. But I don't want like, Kirk Cousins, man. Out of my face. I don't want him either. But F this is oh, my work. a man worst trade request ever. Could I send you Kirk Cousins? No, I do not want Kirk. Automatic denial. Get out of here. No. With Chubb? Uh, fuck your couch, bitch. I'm just going to drop him. Don't do that. All right. Uh, again, we need, we need to do some quick hits. Uh, Steelers 24, Cowboys 19. Steelers, by the way, 8-0 for the first time in franchise history, which sounds incredible, realistically. Yeah, that, I'm um, sorry. And it, it is funny to think that Dallas had fans in the stands and I don't know what the ratio was, but there were a lot of Steelers fans up in Dallas, y'all. But hasn't that been an issue for Dallas? It seems like the, ever, yes. the other team's team yes. has been well, like particularly with particularly with Pittsburgh. But I mean that that fan base travels so well. They travel so well. But it always felt like a, when you go to Dallas, it's like your your own team's fans are there more than Dallas fans are. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you know, maybe they're busy with the uh, you know dancing girls in the cages or whatever. I, I you know I don't I don't I don't know what to tell you on that one. Yeah, but buddy. uh, you know, kudos to Mika Fitzpatrick. You know, in retrospect, great trade, great trade for Pittsburgh. And I will say, and, and it's a game jump, but holy crap, have the Dolphins really surprised me this year? Yeah, that defense Woo! has stepped up amazingly, and Dude. Tua. Tua looked so different compared to his first start. Yes, like he big jump. finally got comfortable and he's starting to understand the terminology and the offense and mm-hmm. really just coming into his own. It it was amazing just to see how well he played. I got to say we we don't do a lot of well. Uh, I, this is a strange year. We we've been all over the map as far as recording. Uh Kyler Murray by the way. All right. Not only was this a great football game. If you if you got to see this game, you had a good time. All right, I guess ultimately, unless you were maybe a Cardinals fan, then you got a little annoyed with it. But uh, Kyler Murray, by the way, has 543 yards, eight touchdowns. 
So he's a quarterback that is essentially the eighth best running back in the NFL. Think about that. Wow. That's crazy. They do do a lot of RPO with him. Yes. Well, he he had 106 yards on the ground and a touchdown. I think, wasn't he like one of the only players to go to break 100 yards rushing in the week? Like, there wasn't a whole lot this past week, if memory serves me correctly. We'd have to look it up, but that I, I wouldn't be. I mean, you had Dalvin Cook. Other than and Dalvin he, Cook, who had, what, but 206? That's what I'm saying. I think it was only like yeah. him and Dalvin Cook. Hmm? But that's what Could Google's be. for, right? I, you know, it's still weird to me to think that the, the Dolphins essentially booted old Fitzmagic, but they do need to answer some questions with Tua. But that team is trending in the right direction. Pleasant surprise. And their their defense their defense is looks to be pretty good. Yeah. And I didn't have any faith in them at the beginning of the year. I'm pretty sure their win total, like you know, bet was six wins. Well, they're already at five. They're getting six. They're going to clear that hurdle. Mm-hmm. They're going to play a Jets again. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, <laughs> automatic. So, automatic. so, yeah, I was correct. Kyler Murray and yeah, Dalvin Cook were the only two that broke 100 yards rushing last week. All I know is that Dalvin Cook has single-handedly won me, like, I don't know, at least, like, my last three fantasy games. <laughs> well, I mean, in the past two weeks, you're looking at a dude that's gotten almost 500 yards worth of offense Filthy. by himself. Filthy. Filthy. Again, not that fantasy football matters for anything other than personal satisfaction. The, the dude's healthy, but... and he's just tearing it up. Uh, Dalvin Cook is balling, dude. Dalvin Cook is absolutely freaking balling. I do want to give a special shout-out to the uh, Detroit Lions for only having 10 men on the field uh, on uh, one of Dalvin Cook's touchdown runs. That's great, y'all. That's great. I, I know Matt, Matt Patricia is a defensive guy. That's why he believed uh, addition by subtraction, clearly. Uh, so 10 men on the field. But, dude, really? Really? The fuck, man? Go chew on some more pencils, dude. <laughs> or wear, mm-hmm. that, wear that good L shirt again or something. I mean, Christ well, Almighty. I mean, you, you kind of have to feel bad for Detroit in the sense of... No, uh, I won't feel bad for Detroit. Well, it's Detroit. The reason, the reason Fuck them. That That's what Alex stat- Beck said. <laughs> Fuck them. Damn Packers fan. Anyway, you know, the fact that I did with <laughs> St- the Stafford, you know, being on the COVID know, list, with the not Rona. being able to practice, yeah. and then coming in and playing. I mean, he didn't do bad until he got hurt. Yeah. So I said not bad. I didn't say great or good or anything. <laughs> You know, for a dude who's not getting – he didn't get reps for the week. Because I know that's what the Steelers are facing this week with the fact that Roethlisberger's on the COVID list and he's not really getting a chance to practice or anything, do anything like that. Uh, you know, Big Ben has a flair for the dramatic. He'll be fine. He'll probably have a paper cut in the middle of the game and walk off <laughs> to the locker room and then come back. He'll be fine. I was kind of worried for that team when I saw him go down with injury – when he got injured and Rudolph came in. <laughs> well – well, long as uh, Miles Garrett is on field, Mason Rudolph's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying. But oh, man, dude, kudos to Tua, kudos to Kyler Murray. Fun, 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 fun. Fun stuff. And I meant to say earlier, we we we've danced around a, a little bit, and this is probably going to happen as we start wrapping up and getting the hell out of here. Uh, Chiefs Panthers, by the way. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has a 25-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio this year. 
That I mean, that's just obscene. That's obscene. That's that's video game numbers. It is. It is. That's when you set your opponent to easy, right? And you're beating <laughs> you're beating his ass, man. Thirty of forty five, three hundred seventy two yards, four touchdowns versus the Panthers. Nasty. And see, one of the things that I found interesting in this past week is between Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, all three of them had these ridiculous video game type throws that people are like, God, how did these guys just make these weird angles with their throws and complete the pass perfectly? And it's like, mm-hmm. did you forget these guys played baseball, that they were fielders, that anytime you, whether you're a shortstop, first baseman, third base, whatever, you always end up contorting your body in these weird strange ways when you make throws across mm-hmm. your body it obviously it's playing in perfectly for these guys because they're all former baseball players and they all make these awkward amazing looking throws that people are like how do they do it and it's like dude they played baseball they had to do this t- sort of shit when they yeah. played <laughs> and it makes a lot of sense when you look at it mm-hmm. yeah that that's going to be um, like, that's going to become like the other variable that they're looking for just play baseball. All right, cool. Thanks. <laughs> you know, it's, it's. I'm telling you, it's going to be weird. All it takes is one, and then it's a trend, and then everybody thinks they can figure out the next guy. True it's what, story. It's what happens. I mean, they're athletic. They have cannons for arms, and they can make just about any throw you throw. Put make them throw. It's mm-hmm. doesn't matter what angle their arm is at. They make they. I mean especially like with Russell Wilson, some of the passes he throws, you're like, how the fuck do you throw the Flacco rainbow? And it's perfect every time. No, uh, it's weird. Like uh, when I look around and I watch people play, I mean, you know, and this is not talking about running. This is purely about the quarterback side. You know, I, I, I watch Mahomes, and for some of the throws, the person I usually think about is Rodgers because right. he's, he's got the arm talent and the physical talent that he's been able to get away with some of those things where he does an off-balance throw, where he throws back across the field, or he does an underhanded throw, or whatever. Um, and you certainly see that with Kyler Murray. No doubt about that. I mean, that, that, that guy has moments where you're like, "Woo, what a play, dude. But Mahomes, Mahomes is a different level. I mean, that guy is just obscenely ridiculous. Rodgers, just again, some of it's the arm angles and the arm and and just like the the throws that they make, you know. And the other week, like we were watching Mahomes throw like an underhanded touchdown pass. You're like, come on, dude! Like at some point, it's just unfair. Can you just not be able to throw? Can you just fumble it? Like what the fuck, man? Seriously, <laughs> I, what you, I'm gonna what? I'm gonna roll to my right yeah. and then just like, underhand it across my body the other way to the open wide open tight end, so you just walk in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. Like, like what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Right. For all the aggressiveness that the Panthers had, and they had a lot. I mean, the Panthers were very aggressive. And I, I give them kudos for that. Because not only were, were they aggressive, they were successfully aggressive multiple times. But They had know, every opportunity to win that game. Well, they did. I mean, other than the very end, which is a 67-yard field. I mean, 67 yards, dude. That was tough. I mean, the, the thing is, is if he had straightened it out, it looked like it had enough leg. Oh, no, That's it, the crazy it part. Did have the leg? He could, distance was not the issue for Sly on that kick. It was accuracy. That and with kick, that type of kick, you've got to put so much into it. Accuracy usually just goes out the damn yes. window. But I mean, and he's got the leg. Ain't no doubt, he's got the leg. If for he that. would have made that though, holy shit! Yeah, Imagine. well, he would set a record. A yeah. and then B, it would. Uh, 
been holy shit. Yeah. So, uh, Shannon, we'll talk about the, uh, the, the opportunities with Herbert. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but Herbert, real life is totally balling out, man. Uh, it is tough because the Chargers lost back-to-back games on the last play of the game, which is extra brutal. Let's be honest. I don't know that there's two teams that find more heartbreaking, shitty ways to lose than the Falcons and the Chargers. Well, and as of late, the Falcons are starting to play a lot harder under Raheem Morris, which is nice to see. I mean, clearly it shows that the coaching, the team just wasn't buying into what Quinn was selling. And mm-hmm. Morris obviously has the year, he has the year of the locker room, and they're playing harder for him than they did Quinn. Yeah. Uh, for Herbert, God, I when I saw that catch, I was like, oh, wow, they finally – they finally got one at the last second, mm-hmm. and then I then when they showed the replay that Param dropped it, I was like, "Oh man, that's just it's womp, tough." Womp. It's tough. But, but the problem with that is, is that it's very similar to the play with that interception with Peters mm-hmm. in the Colts game. It was a you know he had it and then he dropped it, and yet they gave him and, the interception, and, but they didn't give him the touchdown. It's similar to what Dez went through in the playoffs all those years ago. What did he drop, Randy? What, you want me to say balls? Yes. Of course he does. You said balls. You know how many fucking said balls tonight, and that, that's the first time that's been played? Lots. Well, yeah, exactly. just making sure we, you know, because I think I broke out break free early, but he never he actually did. played it. What? I don't think you did. Of course I played it. You just weren't listening, McGuffin. Jeez. Huh? What? 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 Huh? Come on, man. For fuck's sake, Shannon, pay attention next time. Yes, I got him to say it. That was a freebie. I gave that one to you. Yeah, that's right. Second, Shannon. Fails. I can't, I can't sing for nothing, bro. You that's don't want a, me singing. That's a true story. Just imagine you're doing. Your singing is like Philip Rivers trying to tackle that dude. <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> This video is so bizarre, by the way. Oh, I know it. It's like aliens. and yeah, It's so strange. If I could turn back time, I would turn <laughs> back the time to where I didn't have to listen to Shannon try to sing a song. <laughs> Wouldn't we all, my friend? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Dude, MacGuffin. MacGuffin. I can't believe this. You know what we need to do? What's that? Holy crap. We got to we got to raise a glass and uh, you know, I might have to take a like a, a piss break first. Uh just a quick pause like for real, man. All these this Maker's Mark and Coke, man. I'm, my bladder's like, "Yo, bro, that's like two gigantic mugs of this stuff. Can you let me pee?" But um No. No. N- n- no. <laughs> F you. You must be your pants. No, I'm telling you. You know, we have to raise. We have. We have to do some Veterans Day love. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. we do. You know we what I'm saying? That. 
There's a lot of NFL games we haven't gotten to, but you know what? Yeah, as, as Alex Trebek said, fuck them. <laughs> Come on, Alex. Alex, where you at, man? Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, why not? All right, look, quick break, and then let's wrap up. Quick hit Veterans, Veterans Day and get the hell out. All right, let's there we go. Let's right, do it. That works. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Look, man, we don't have commercial breaks to like go pee, so occasionally, <laughs> we just have to pause. That's the, that. That's just operational reality. You know what I'm saying? But uh, anywho. <laughs> Where were we trying to go with like the very end of this thing? You Veterans Day, some Veterans Day stuff. Veterans Day stuff. Yeah. All right. So I, I will say, here's a tip of the cap to all the veterans that have delivered. Unlike the San Diego Chargers, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Whoa, dude. I, I will say, I will say, in between Atlanta, is it the Falcons and the Chargers? Are there? Are there like? Any teams that know how to lose with more heartbreaking, like just stuff than the Falcons and the Chargers. I mean, I mean if they played like, a game, dude, they would both lose in overtime. It, it, it would be, be a, tie. a tie. You know, it would be a tie. I mean, th- I mean, would they? Would they? Would they go Red Hot Chili Peppers and each try to give it away? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Obviously, the Falcons are on a little bit of a run. Uh, I don't know. If they can turn the season around, it's a weird enough year. Maybe they can. So you know, kudos to Matt Ryan and Raheem Morris uh, taking over that team. And, and you know, post Dan Quinn, they they've been able to get some stuff done. I, I don't know what they have in the tank. That they're really behind the eight ball, but they've got a lot of skill position talent. And maybe there's something there. Maybe, but for the Chargers, it's just it, it's amazing to me to think of that team with all the heartbreak they've had forever in a day and just almost manufacturing they're they're the proverbial snatch defeat from the jaws of victory team <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it, it's almost cruel and justin herbert is is fantastic you yes. know i mean joe burrow was obviously you know you look at him and you go that's an nfl quarterback he he is great and justin herbert complete pleasant surprise from you know just if you're a Chargers fan you have to feel great about what he looks like he's gonna be and I mean he was fantastic against the Raiders he threw for more than 300 yards he had three touchdowns and he gave them multiple opportunities to win at the end I and mean, just in- incredible to even get in that position and kudos to the Raiders and David Carr I mean this was like the week of like crazy quarterback runs to just just suck it up and go Bridgewater had one. David Carr had one. I mean, a lot of people, a, a lot of quarterbacks just had incredible moments. And, you know, Herbert, I didn't track Oregon all that well. And, you know, I thought he was overhyped and overrated coming out of there. But, I mean, he has just been incredible. He's been absolutely incredible. And when you get yes. when you get to the fourth quarter and it gets late, you know, I mean, he's just he's chucking the ball to Mike Williams who, you know, Feast or famine with that guy, but God bless. I mean, the Chargers just in position yet again to have another crack at getting the W. And you know, <clears throat> Herbert, Herbert hits Mike Williams inside the five, um, and it's odd because the clock doesn't stop, even though Mike Williams got blasted out of bounds after making a catch. But 
Herbert, he hits Williams in the corner of the end zone, but Williams just can't hold on to the ball going down to the ground. And it's wild because the other week, like, Rob Gronkowski had a touchdown where it looks like he caught it, took a step, and then the ball got knocked out of his hands. But it was a touchdown. It was good. You know, and it's crazy to me. It's this whole going to the ground thing. It's so tough. It's so tough the way things get called in the NFL. And sometimes you're like, oh, come on, man. Um, and it, like, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm not a Chargers fan. I'm not a Raiders fan. But to hit hit Williams in the corner of the end zone and then he can't hold on to that ball going down to the ground when he had it and he hits his head on the turf very hard and then he's gone. And then Herbert follows that up with a throw to Parham and – it looks like a touchdown, and it gets overturned on replay. It was one specific angle. The ball did come out of there. I mean, it's the right call that it wasn't a touchdown. It's just amazing to think that they couldn't get it done. It's just amazing to think that they couldn't get it done. I, you know, if I'm a Chargers fan, I'm like, I mean, you would just want to puke. <laughs> if you're a Chargers, you just want to throw up, dude. <laughs> you know? What was that PSA years ago about, about putting alcohol up the ass or whatever it was? Oh, yeah, don't. Or, or alcohol in the eyeballs. Like, if you're a Chargers fan, you might as well do all those things, man. <laughs> you drink it, stick it in your eye hole. Oh, butt chugging. <laughs> yeah, no butt, butt chugging. <laughs> I mean, just it, it's just like football cruelty, the way that the Chargers find ways to lose. I mean, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. And this, man. next week doesn't get any easier because the Chargers are playing the Dolphins. So we're getting two of versus Herbert. Yeah. Well, with the way the Dolphins' defense is playing, the Chargers are going to be up against it again. Uh, by the way, I don't know if we, we said this, but that Panthers Chargers game or Panthers Chiefs game, Slime missed a 67. Yes, 67 yard field goal at the end of that game. Just a bit outside. I mean, he's got the leg, dude. He's got the leg. But 67, that's a big ass. Didn't didn't have the accuracy. And, uh, you know, I, I love Mahomes, man. You know, I, I love watching that guy play, the things that they do, the rollout. I mean, they, they put the freaking quarterback in motion in a play in that game. <laughs> I mean, really? That's the first really? time I've ever seen anything like I, that never seen anything like that the quarterback is in motion he takes the snap and then you know he ends up curling back and running out the other way rolling out the other way and, and it, you know delivering a touchdown pass I mean it's just it's just filthy Mahomes is ridiculous and I, I'm so happy for Andy Reid who got the short end of the stick at the back end of his time in Philadelphia Reid's a good guy we can joke about the chip joke around about the chip on his shoulder and he ate it and all that crap but and his punt pass eat. I mean, uh, punt pass kick competition. Punt pass eat. <laughs> well, clearly that's what he did after. But you know. <laughs> oh, oh, where's that song at? Oh my god, punt pass eat. That is fantastic. I like that. I would have to remember that. Oh gosh. Just eat it. Just eat it. Oh, Baby Yoda and Andy Reid, man. <laughs> anyway <laughs> oh that's a random tangent random tangent but uh chargers are heartbreakers dude oh 
God, if you're a fan of that team, that it, it, it's a mixed blessing. You're like, yay, Herbert. And then you're like, God bless. Can we just win a freaking game, dude? Oh, but at least if you believe you have your quarterback, it makes a huge difference. And, and Herbert just Burrow and Herbert. Fantastic. We'll see about Tua. We'll see about too, Tua. I was going to say, too early on, too. It's, it's too early for Herbert as well. I mean, He's had a good it is, start. It but. is. It is. It is. I mean, and realistically, you know, there's plenty of guys that have good first years, and then that's really it. But uh, Herbert looks legit. Burrow looks legit. We'll see about Tua. We'll see. But but uh, the Dolphins are playing good, tough football. And with a young quarterback, if you can get your defense amped up and – um you know, you, you got these other things to help protect them a little bit, and the, they just they make some plays. You can be in it, and the Dolphins are in it. I don't know how far they're going to go. We'll see if we see Fitzmagic again this year. But, you know, it's nice to see the progression out of Tua from Game 1 to Game 2. Uh, that was appreciable. Uh, obviously, the Cardinals and Dolphins game was, was very entertaining. Uh, but I, I'm pulling for Tua. You know, I, I thought he was great at Alabama. Uh, his accuracy was ridiculous. So I I hope, particularly given the injury that he had, that he's recovered and that I'd love to see him have a great pro career. I would. But, Shane, let's go ahead and do this right, man. Tis the time of year for Applebee's, free meals at Applebee's, <laughs> <laughs> and veterans discounts. And as, as the resident uh, sports brew veteran serving in the Navy... I'll thank you for your service, sir. I'll raise a uh, raise a glass, raise a beer. Appreciate you. You know I love you, but yes, thank sir. you. And to all, all the vets out there, certainly thank you for your service and your sacrifice. Um, I think th- there are a lot of times in this country, and and let's be real, we take a lot of things for granted. We do. We take a lot of things for granted in this country, mm. and we're very fortunate and we're very lucky. And there's been a lot of bloodshed and a lot of life sacrificed for us to be where we're at and to have what we have. And um, I think there are times it's really important to take a pause and remember that because uh, a, a lot of men and a lot of women have given all of themselves for us to be where we're at and to, have what, what, man. And to have what we have, man. Yeah, 100%. And uh, if you ever want a sobering experience, go to Arlington National Cemetery, man. That, that place... <sighs> It'll sober you up fast. There are no words to the number of plots that are there and to make you realize how many people had to make that possible for you to enjoy what you do today. So mm-hmm. um, it was my pleasure. It was my my honor in my life to serve this country. And uh, for everyone serving today, thank you. And uh, salute. Salute. And as always, I shouldn't, but I'm gonna. Just saying. (laughs) Oh my god. How it's your turn to say it, Shannon. For fuck's sake, Justin. (laughs) You You could not get away with the village people today, by the way. The woke crowd would shut it down in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just a little bit. I could be like the president and do the double stroke. Oh my god. 
Yeah, some, some of those are great. <laughs> Trump dancing. Yeah. Maybe that explains his entire uh, reason he's doing all the way through it. All I know is with with uh, Mark or Ert, Dstead, and Donk, it's. <laughs> 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 oh god <laughs> here we go it, it in the navy brokini it's just double d's you know what i'm saying the wrong kind of double d's we want to see brokini in brokinis in brokinis Tat- tattoo the double d's <laughs> just saying just saying but uh no it you know it, we we goof around a lot and we you know bs a lot and we have a lot of fun but you know i'm always cognizant of just the sheer amount of sacrifice that a lot of people have had to make for us to have what we have and i, I do think a, a lot of you know people take it for granted and it's one thing i will say for and, and <laughs> i try to tell you know kids and i'll tell my kids the same thing is get out and travel the world a little bit and yes. and go somewhere other than the United States and Europe. Go to a country that is, you know, like legitimately poor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go, go to a non-Western country. Uh, go to other areas. Learn about other cultures. And go other places. And just absorb what the world is. And if you do that and you have a certain amount of intellectual honesty with yourself, you'll realize how many things we do have. We And we infight, look, man, I love this country. And we spend a lot of time infighting and bitching and all kinds of crap. Uh, and, and that's a luxury we have. Freedom of speech and of expression. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we have that, that you just don't have in other countries, dude. And people don't realize how good we have it man Uh, i'm not saying it's perfect i'm not saying it's without flaws okay but we at least have the ability to have the discourse and to make fun of stuff on social media and have a podcast like this and do these things and in in some areas of the world man you don't you don't have a voice you don't you don't have the gift of having a voice not like this and again there, there you know whether you agree with this policy or that policy or this official or this politician or this law or that law, you know, you can cherry pick that stuff out. You can fight about a whole bunch of that crap. And again, that's a gift that we have that not everybody does. And there's a lot of lives that have been put on the line and a lot of men and a lot of women that have given when they talk about some give all, there's a lot of people that gave everything that they had for us to be where we're at. And this to me, and I didn't serve. I wasn't in the military. You know, I wasn't sailing on a ship, going to ports, and listening to rave music like MacGuffin and Lindy were. You mean um, you weren't on a boat? I was not on a boat, man. I wasn't out in the club in Spain with some foam on the floor. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Woo, I'm just damn. kidding. <laughs> but you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of people that sacrifice a lot. Yeah. And some people never come home. And that, that's not only an individual, it's a family that, that bears that. 
Or if you're the guy that created the Daiquiri Palace, you just don't leave uh, Mallorca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you create a Daiquiri stand on a nude beach, I mean, and you make bank. That's a hell time. of a thing. A Daiquiri stand on the nude beach, man. That's quality right there. That's amazing. It's freaking genius. That's amazing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, and it's an oversimplification, and there's not a way to really, you know, give proper thanks in any kind of format like this. Um, other than other than to thank the people that that have served and that are back, that are your friends or that are your family or you know, that are your cousins or that are your brothers or that are your sisters or that are your classmates, and acknowledge what they the sacrifices that that they put in and that they made to be able to do those things, and you hope that they all come home, but the reality is that they don't. There's a lot of don'ts, and that's painful. And that's hard. But we are afforded a lot of luxuries and a lot of gifts and a lot of things because of a lot of lives that have paid that price for us to have what we have. And these are these are days where you take you take a moment and you say thank you for all the sacrifices that have been made for us to have what we have and to be who we are. As imperfect as it may be. And boy, do we love to fight and bitch and complain in the United States. We, we, are, we are fantastic at it. We really are. But those are all things paid for. Paid for with a lot of pounds of flesh. And I mean a lot. So I am always cognizant of and I'm always thankful for those men and women that do sign up. And do sacrifice and do give a part of their life. And for some that do give their life for us to have this. So Shannon, again, I'll raise a glass to you. Lindy, I'll raise a glass to you. And to all of our friends, our listeners, our family that have made that sacrifice and have given part or all of their life for this country and our military for us to have what we have. Thank you. Salute. 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 On that note, I guess it's about time to get out of here. So, Shane, you, you got any wrap-up thoughts for me, brother? No, nah, happy Veterans Day to uh, all the veterans out there. And uh, stay safe. Um, wear your mask. Uh, social distance, man. This stuff's ramping up again. You know, you got flu season on top of it. Protect yourself. Protect your loved ones. And... Uh, you know, hopefully everybody else will start doing the same. Hopefully. I, I hope so. And uh, real quickly, I want to say that we were wrong yet again about uh, post, post-COVID post Cam Newton, or else he just needed to play the Jets. <laughs> everybody should play against the Jets. Everybody should play the, yeah, everybody should play the Jets. Uh, a fun factoid about that game, and it was ugly. I, I don't know how many people actually you know sacrificed their night to watch that game. But in the fourth quarter, and the Jets did build a big lead, and Flacco had some nice moments in that game, particularly with Perriman, hitting Perriman for touchdowns. Okay, In the fourth quarter, the Jets ran four plays for three yards. They had the ball a total of one minute and 24 seconds. That's not going to get it done. All right, in the second half, the time of possession, Patriots were 21 minutes and 39 seconds. Jets were 8 minutes and 21 seconds. But the fourth quarter was a shit show for the Jets. A shit show. Joe Flacco t- took it upon himself to punt 
with an with a terrible <laughs> interception that he threw. Oh, we're gonna win. Oh no, we yeah. can't lose Trevor Lawrence. No, <laughs> let no me, one interception. Let me go ahead and chuck and duck this thing, winging a prayer up here, man. But I, I, I think in a game like that, it's so heinous. You, you just say, well, all right, somebody's got to win it. The, it's very cliched, but you have to appreciate how the how the Patriots manage the end of that game to come back and take it, uh, sit on the timeout. Uh, you know, Newton Newton had some great plays, man. He really did. There were some moments where he was scrambling around and just looked like he was going to get taken down for a sack, and he, he, he just got out of there, man. He just got out. He made some great throws. He made some great plays with his feet. Uh, no, no, he wasn't perfect. The game certainly was far from perfect. But, you know, that's one. And I would imagine Bill Belichick takes a certain amount of satisfaction out of fucking the Jets. One way or the other. Right? I mean, I just think he does, dude. I'm sure he does. You know, what did he say? Like, like that was one of the best moments of his life was getting out of getting out of coaching the Jets. I mean, it's just weird, man. Um but it's funny to me to think that Nick Folk, who was an ex-Jet, you know, basically banged through the uh, the the walk-off field goal at the end. Man, it, it 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 may have taken the Patriots the whole game to get the lead, but when they did it, man, they did it, and they gave the Jets no opportunity. Uh, they just stuck they just stuck them like a champ. So, yes, the Jets are still in the lead for the Trevor Lawrence Bowl. <laughs> so good good on them, I suppose. But look. Uh, enjoy the week, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the football, have a little fun, and uh, remember what it means to have a shared sacrifice. I think this is an environment that that's important, and you define that as you will. You define that as you will, but I think uh, we're quickly we're quickly confronting some scenarios where a, a shared sacrifice is going to be very necessary, and we'll see how that manifests uh, and how that plays out, but... Um, our job is not done, gentlemen. Nope. It's not. So, anyway, from all of us to all of you, uh, even those idiots wearing denim bikinis. <laughs> and do- D-stat and donkey. Come on, guys. Come on, Double D, doing those upper D-stat deckers, man. <laughs> Courtesy flush, fuckers. Courtesy flush, man. Come on. Did. <laughs> I just want to know, man. At, or at least, can y'all can y'all at least save up something for Todd? I think I think he's lonely without all of the brew crew coming to visit him at Kroger. He probably needs a couple of upper D statters. I just visited him. You did know, a week or two ago. You did. You did. But the rest of us haven't. He's supposed to have a housewarming party. Remember? He's supposed to have a housewarming party, and we're gonna all crash it, other than Mark. Because he's in D.C. Well, the only reason I've seen his house is because he watched Muffin when I went to my grandfather's funeral. Mm. So, Todd. Just saying. Uh, let me look up Tutti Fruity. i got to have that somewhere. How did I not have that saved in the uh, in the sports room playlist? Is amazing to me. There it is. All right. Todd. You owe us a house party, bitch. Come on, man. <laughs> Socially distanced outside. As many times as you've called me for random freaking computer help. Dude, get some beer. Get some beer. Bring it home from Kroger. Oh, he, he's got plenty of beer in his I'm sure he has plenty of beer. That means he needs to invite us over so we can drink some of this beer. Come on, Todd. Fire pit night, Todd. Let's God do bless. it. Fire pit. 
I mean, come on, dude. Lanky motherfucker. I swear, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. But, but it would be great to see you. It would be great to see you. I know you're well stocked on beer. We'll come over and help you drink it. We promise. We'll, we'll we'll do it. We'll help a brother we, out. We will help a brother out. We'll come over and help, you know, knock some of these beers out for you. That we're just clearing inventory so you can restock. It's it's a team effort, man. I'm team, telling team you. Effort, man. That's team, right. team, team effort, man. That's right. Team effort. Teamwork makes a dream work. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's true. And then That's we'll, true. we'll pass out in your garage. See? See how that works? I, I mean, we can bring an air mattress or something. Yeah, you know. I mean, Shannon just needs a rolling chair. He'll sleep in that. It, no big yeah, deal. Yeah. Yeah, there's no hills, though, where he is. Yeah, so no. Not as much fun. <laughs> not as fun. I've seen Randy sleep just kneeling on the floor, so I know Randy's good. Yeah, you I've know. done that before. You have. I've, I've, I've watched you do it. It's, to- it's totally doable. So, <laughs> fire pit and some beverages. Come on, Todd. Let's get on it, man. Get on the stick, dude. Get on the stick, bro. Anyway, uh, for, look, from all of us to all of you, enjoy the, enjoy the week. Enjoy the weekend. Here's to your team, unless they're playing our team, then F your team. But outside of that, here's to your team, here's the football, here's some games, and hopefully we can get off this freaking Rona roller coaster, y'all. I'm ready to just, I would love to just be able to enjoy the sports world and to hang out and to have everybody go back to school and call it a day. It would be great. I don't think we're there yet by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. But we're going to get there. We're going to get there. We will. One day. Until then, we'll just record sporadically, and hopefully on our 300th episode, which might turn out to be the Christmas episode, maybe we can we can workshop out a Christmas skit, which might end up more like a Christmas shit. You never know. A sports free Christmas. It could be. We can think about some stocking stuffers. We'll throw some dentures in. <laughs> Look, we'll throw, we'll, we'll throw some dentures and chiclets in for Whitfield. That'll be great. I'll throw... <laughs> God bless. I'll throw an oil change coupon in for Randy. <laughs> oh, Lord. at this point, it'll be more like Mary Shitsmiss at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, damn. We'll throw some just for men in for Shannon over there with his salt and pepper. There you go. Uh, well, I don't know. Amber we'll, likes the salt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she likes the pepper too, huh? Yeah, um, she does. And uh, and for Mark, we'll we'll get him some uh, denim brokinis. I'm telling you. It's it's all do I I don't know what you're gonna get me, so y'all we'll workshop it and we'll figure it out. We'll get you a drum set for the kids. Oh, I can't wait! Just <laughs> just get me anything where the kids are gonna like press the button randomly and make an ass load of noise. It'll, <laughs> it'll make my life that much better and complete. Thanks. You know, and by the way, for all the, for all the uh, all the friends that have or all the people that have like friends that are parents with young kids, if you want to fuck with them. Get them toys that make noise that don't turn yes. off easily. If oh you really God. want to screw with them, it's the worst. And you want them to remember your ass. Get them a toy that randomly just makes noise and they can't turn off. Particularly if they traveled a long distance to see you and they have a road trip back home, so that fucking toy can be in the trunk or the back seat, just going wah, 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 brrr, or whatever the hell noise it makes, and they have to pull off. True story, because I've been here, and they got to yep. pull off. And get to the side of the road and get that toy and either disassemble it, take the batteries out, or throw that fucker out. <laughs> I did that one year. We stopped at a gas station to fill up, and mm. uh, yeah, kids were out, so I grabbed it and threw it in the trash. Yep, there there are some toys. I, no S were given. Yep. Yeah, nope. Nope. Done. 
And that's what I'm talking about. Like a champ. Yep. Tell you what, man. Cunts. Yeah. Those <laughs> gifts. Those gifts, for sure. Anyway. All right, gents, go get some rest. We hit 3 a.m. It's time to go. Go oh, get some yeah. rest. We'll catch you later. Uh, Shannon, enjoy the football game tomorrow night. And uh, I don't know. Colts, Titans, man. Good luck. Thanks, sir. Appreciate yes, sir. it. All right. Good night, everybody. We'll catch Good you. Night, gentlemen. Catch you next week. See ya. See ya. Safe travels to Charlottesville, man. Yes, sir. All right. Good night now. Night, y'all.